Bienvenue, Kanichiwa. Nihao. Nihao. Okay, hello, welcome, bienvenue, Kanichiwa. It's time for the Armist Inquisition yet again. All right, hello, welcome, bienvenue, Kanichiwa. It's time for the Armist Inquisition yet again. Episode one six zero on Sunday, the twenty second of November. I'm uh, President Elect Armish Phil. <laughs> I'm uh, toilet cleaner Amish Ben. <laughs> and I'm Amish Matt. The dwarf, the cripple, and the mother of madness. And uh, we've got a special guest, uh, Charlie Robinson, in the house. How are you doing, Charlie? Good. I'm a um, vote irregularity specialist. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've got plenty to go at at the moment, haven't you? <laughs> There's lots. Of, I'm, I'm, my hands are full. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, hello, bienvenue, welcome, konnichiwa, marpaha. It's uh, time for the Armist Inquisition yet again. And tonight's very special guest is Lebanon's answer to Professor Brian Cox. It's astrophysicist Dr. Serene Nehmi. How are we, Serene? Hello, how are you? And it is marhaba. <laughs> marhaba. Yes, this is it. Hello. One more, one more time. Marhaba. 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 Yes, this is it. Come see, come see. Come see, come see. You know, I'm French also. Oh, oh yeah. All right. Hello, welcome and bienvenue. Konnichiwa. Ni hao, jambo. Marhaba. It's time for the Armist Inquisition yet again, coming in your ears at 96 kilobytes per second. I'm Armish Phil. I'm Armish Ben. And I'm Armish Matt. The dwarf, the cripple, and the mother of madness. And we've we've got a, a bodifidy megalithomaniac on the line. <laughs> All right. Hello, welcome, bienvenue, knichiwa, nihao, jambo, marhaba, bawip grada, weep ninibam. It's time for the Armist Inquisition yet again, episode 273 on Sunday, the 12th of March, 2023. I'm Phil. I'm Beth. I'm Matt. I'm not. The dwarf, the cripple, and the mother of madness. <laughs> Where's Ben? Can't see him. No. There he is. Hello, Hi. Ben. Hiya. Uh, you're remote, Ben, tonight, because I in am. the studio we're joined by Ryan Seven. How you doing, Ryan? I'm all right, mate. Went a little bit smashy and nicey there. Phil. Did I? <laughs> <laughs> a little bit nasal, yeah. Oh, because yeah. I'm queuing up a job in the mainstream. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> There's loads of them coming up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's I'm not on the football, <laughs> yeah, I, I, might do, I might do match a day next week. <laughs> All right. Hello, welcome, bienvenue, konnichiwa, ni hao, jambo, morhaba, bawi krana, wip ninibam. 
It's time for the Armist Inquisition yet again, episode 300 on Sunday, the 15th of October, 2023. I'm Finn. Oh, I thought this was a clip. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Matt. The dwarf, the cripple, and the mother of mindfulness. <sighs> I'll tell you, we've mixed that up a few times, haven't we? The old dwarf oh. and cripple shtick. Yeah. <sighs> a few variations of that. Have we? Yeah. I think you've just changed the end one, haven't you, twice? Yeah. <laughs> twice? <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Giant fucking lenses. Oh, giant fucking lenses. <laughs> yeah. And, dwarf the current. <laughs> dwarf the current. Great. <laughs> no? <laughs> wasn't there a John, yeah. wasn't there a Nurse Gladys one, a John Campbell one? I think there must have been. There must have been. Mother it's the gift that keeps hood. giving. The, oh, the, with a pie and apple hood, yeah. The yeah. dwarf, the cripple, and the moth cells. <laughs> <laughs> the moth cells. Maybe. Yeah, that was a doozy. Uh, how you doing in podcast land? In the uh, in the live chat, it's got a few people in there. Jacob of Ephraim, hello. Uh, mm. Matt Reynolds, Jacob of Ephraim again. I should really pick up. I have a special uh, look. I have a special window where I can slide through these. Yeah, Helen's in. Matt Apocalypse. Mm. Sam Carno. Evening, Sam. Johnny Fogg. Johnny Fogg has passed Stone Ends apparently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who else is in there? Helen. Hello, Helen. Lee from Big Conspire. I'm guessing it's Lee or Rick. Hail. Uh, yeah, nice to have you uh, with us for our 300th episode. Yeah. Bit of an odd one tonight. We've no uh, guest, no um, headlines, no clips or anything. All right. So, it's so just see like... you next week. Could be good. Could be good. Two hours in silence. Uh, we did. Uh, I did have a, a brainwave of having a phone in. Mm. Um, I think that was my idea. Was it your idea? Yeah, it was my idea. Because we, we we tried it. Do you remember we tried it in episode forty? Did we episode forty? <laughs> yeah, and uh, no one listening then. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. So we had to ring someone. <laughs> <laughs> was it Bolt Upright? Yeah, it was Bolt, Bolt oh, Upright. It's the only yeah. I think, Bolt Upright. I think Ben has phoned in and Bolt Upright has phoned oh, in yes. about three times. Yeah. No, please, officer, don't give me a producer. Do you remember he sung? Do you remember when Bolt used to give us quizzes? He used to do a, a quiz over the phone. Kind yeah. of. Yeah, some questions. Yeah. He's, he's, he's devilish with his quiz. The, he, he does quizzes where um, the, the answers are impossible. So Is if he... it's a 20-question quiz, if you get three, you're in with a shot of winning. Right. Three okay. points, you know. Right. Do you not remember? Do you recall mm. when uh, someone... Put the Zoom invite on Twitter. <laughs> we had a mariachi band join us. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. We were we were mariachi bummed. That was so weird. Yeah, it was, it was yeah. weird. We're not doing that tonight. No, no, let's never do that again. No. But shall we open the phone lines? Oh, okay. I thought about. Um, I should have. If I'd have been thinking, I would have created some sort of opening the phone lines jingle or sound effect. Yeah, I mean, but I haven't, so you, you made you, a mashup at the beginning. That's good enough, isn't yeah. it? Tell you can do, do, a, do me a, a phone line opening sound effect now. <laughs> there you go. There it is. If you're in the UK, 07562245894 is the phone line if you want to ring in. And uh, Skype is live colon, not a live colon, <laughs> which we all have. <laughs> Next episode. <laughs> yeah. Live colon, the Armist Inquisition. Is uh, if you want to Skype in. Don't know if the Skype will work. Might do, might not. Ooh. The phone should work. I see the switchboard yeah. lighting up already. I know it. I know, yeah. Oh, no, it's just always lit up. <laughs> Look how many um, lights we have. 
This is obviously one of Phil's burner phones. <laughs> so yeah, we're just we're just gonna go silent now until someone rings in. <laughs> I mean, it takes so like thirty seconds because there's like a thirty second delay, isn't there? Take yeah, you know, sp- speak yeah. amongst yourselves. Be, yeah. I I'll, saw um, I saw the Starlink uh, last night. Oh, the chain Again, of a the chain. Diamonds. I counted. It was already over going over my head, mm. and I counted a further eight. Wow. In a string of uh, Tesla satellites ruining the night sky. <laughs> yeah, the astronomers aren't happy about it, are they? No, no, not at all. No, sky, it's, only on sky. it's getting in the way. Well, yeah, speaking of space trash, I watched Wally the other night. I made the children watch it. Oh, uh, yeah. Not enough for ages. Whoa. I, can't, I can't do his voice. <laughs> Is it any good? <laughs> it's very good, yeah. It's a very good film. Children's film. But it's, the Earth has been left behind because it's just a rubbish dump now, and it's all full. Of, and then the sky is all full of rubbish. Oh, it's a historical satellites. film, then. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I uh, talking of films, right? I made uh, an outrageous statement two shows ago. Do mm. you remember, Matt? Uh, yeah. Totally off the cuff, I said. 1986 is the greatest year in movie history. Oh God! Ooh. Come at me, bro. And uh, I've done some research. <laughs> and, list. Uh, I have a list. He's got notes. I have a list. Um, so, films released in 1986. Do you like sci-fi? Okay, how about Aliens? <laughs> aliens. Would that be the greatest sci-fi film ever? <clears throat> well, some would it's, say it's Alien o- would be better. It's arguable, I would say. Right, okay. Okay, it's in there. It's, in a, it's a top five, I would say. Um, or maybe you're more of an action, an action flick fan. What about Top Gun? <laughs> How's <laughs> Top Gun float your boat? <laughs> yeah, you is that, two planes, not boats. Is that not a formative movie? I, the way I look I've, at it is: imagine if these films never existed in your life. Mm. I mean, Top Gun is an aliens, two of the most quotable films ever released. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're more of a sort of a fantasy film guy. <laughs> Can I interest you in some Highlander? Oh, I thought you were going to say 1986. <laughs> there can be only one. Oh, yeah, well, Labyrinth as well, 1986. Right. Oh, really? <laughs> so, you know, take your pick. Two of the greatest fantasy films ever, you know, discounting Lord of the Rings. But <coughs> When did Time Bandits come out? 1986. Okay, so we continue. What about comedy? You like comedy? I prefer ca- <laughs> comedy. <laughs> comedy. <laughs> comedy. How about Three Amigos? Uh, 1986. Oh. 1986. Mm. 1986. <laughs> Ha, I'm lucky day. Uh, <laughs> or what about anime? Transformers the movie. Anime. <laughs> Come so, on, that's fucking strange. Strange. Yeah, Akira came out though in round about that time, didn't it? The first I don't know if it's the first anime fans. Is that Akira? That's the one I've heard of. I wonder if the first Metal Gear Solid came out in nineteen eighty six. The sideways scroller. Yeah. No, I think eighty six was sort of that was way before things like Commander Keen and Duke Nukem One and <laughs> things like that. Doom? No, no, 86 was still in the world of... Uh, tape. Yeah. yeah. Tape games. Weird single pixels bouncing Dizzy. Around. Treasure Island Dizzy. Breakout, block breaker, that's it. Ball breakers. Ball fondless. Ball fondless. Phil, so uh, what did they say at the Oscars when... Uh, uh, not for your consideration. Is it for your consideration? I think it uh-huh. might be. Remained in films. Um, Big Trouble in Little China. <coughs> wow, it's another classic. Yeah. I mean, look at the. I mean, I've got Big Trouble on the on the on the uh-huh. wall. I've got Three Amigos. Mm. 
Cobra, Stallone, 1986. Transformers. Transformers is on the wall. Uh, what else have we got? Nine and a half weeks. Oh. The Bassinger, Bassinger effect. Oh, yeah, that was uh, filth. That Mickey Rourke, yeah. wasn't it? And Kim Basinger. Yeah. Castaway. Do you know what Castaway oh, is? Oh, God, it's that pedophile film, <laughs> you know? That's Lolita, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know. Castaway is uh, Oliver Reed and Amanda Donahoe. They're, yeah. na- they're naked all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what else have we got? Uh, Clockwise, John Cleese comedy, oh, which no, was no. a good one. Cobra, uh, The Colour of Money, which mm. was um, another... I mean, two massive films for Crews in one year. That was a sequel to... Oh, what's it called? The Colour of Gold. No. So the guy, Paul Newman, is the same character as a, a film he did with Robert Redford in the 60s or 70s. And I can't remember what it's called. It's like a, it's sort of conning people the same way they do with that. Right. Mm. Uh, what else have we got? Crit- oh. Live. Oh. Oh, someone's waved at us. Oh, Hi. Messages. Oh, it's messages. I didn't know if Skype would work, you see. So we've got a... Uh, oh, we have to add him, do we? I don't know. Except. Oh, God. All right. Hi. So this is from the United States. Jacob. Jacob Atwood has just uh, given us a... A little smiley face. Oh, it's an animated one. Wow. He's typing. Oh no, we, we need do. we need so we need um Is he gonna tell us stuff, don't we? Yeah, you need to call in if you wanna talk to us. Uh critters. What about this? Critters? You're just throwing that one out there. <laughs> <laughs> bit, of oh? a, bit of a B movie. I'd do a call if mates what? In yeah, mates. Call in. Jacob, yeah, could give us a call. Yeah, Jacob, yeah. Call, Jacob, in. call in. Um yeah, we're skipping over critters. Crocodile Dundee. Wow. 1986. Bloody hell. Pulled when did out. Tremors come out? Hit me, Phil. Not 86. No. Oh. I would say maybe a year after. <laughs> you know, if um, if Predator hadn't such hadn't had such production health, <laughs> Predator was delayed and it came out in 1987. If the ant have had such problems, because, you know, um, the drinker has just done a... Uh, just call if you want, <laughs> Jacob, if you want to talk to us. It's cold, it's fine, yeah. Because yeah. um, they had all sorts of problems um, producing predators, filming in the jungle, rough mm. terrain. Um, they all got dysentery. Arnie and the rest of them, they all got the, the shits. Oh, oh Christ, we've got an incoming call. Uh, yeah, I'm hoping this is going to work. Hello, line one, can you hear us? You might need to turn your radio down. <laughs> line one, is, are you in the toilet? Hello? Hello, Jacob. Hey. Slight delay on the line. Yeah, it is, yeah. Turn your turn your uh, your radio down. <laughs> Can you hear us? Hello, Jacob. Yeah, um, I can't hear y'all, but apparently y'all can hear me because I'm hearing it over here on the YouTube. Turn your radio down. Oh, yeah, there's, a, there's a is. massive delay. There's a 30-second delay. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's about 30 seconds. Yeah, I probably should have checked this first. Somewhere. Where would be uh, microphone settings? Uh, uh, settings. Uh, audio and video. Yeah, I still can't hear you guys for some reason. Yeah, just wow, one this, sec. This yeah, is, it's coming through. We're we coming go. through right. now. Just one second. Let's try this one. Ooh. Oh, there you are. Yeah. <laughs> we just had to twiddle some knobs, rotate, enhance, magnify, 
There was just some technical snafus we needed to sort out there, Jacob. Yeah. You had to twiddle some knobs. That sounds a bit personal, guys. Um, that's all we do, is twiddle knobs. <laughs> no secrets here. <laughs> how's, how's it going, Jacob? What's, uh, what made you want to ring in? Well, Something on your uh, mind? I actually kind of like reaching out to other uh, YouTubers, actually. Um, I've got a YouTube uh, channel myself. I find it I find it quite nice that you guys, this is your 300th, you know, like, as you guys showed, you know, 300 from, uh, you know, the Spartan era. But it's just kind of funny how things are kind of just, they line up, how yesterday we had an annular solar eclipse. I posted, I actually went out with some welding goggles and, and my phone and was recording the, the annular eclipse. And then, you know, and you guys are on the 300th and just all of these things just kind of just like to line up. So I was like, you know, what? It, to me, it feels like a, a, I felt like a sign because I was actually sun gazing. I was barefoot and looking right at it with no sun sun protection at all at times because I do sun gaze occasionally. And it was just like, just it inspired me to become more active again because I've been stuck up in this matrix working like a dog. So I was like, no, I need to get back active again and reach out and say hi to guys. Oh, cool. so you do not want to know how much uh, that solar eclipse cost us to sort out uh, to line up with this episode. But I think it was worth it. If it's made one person happy, then, you know, that's good enough for me. See, and that's that's, that's exactly how I look at it. It's like I, I do my content, uh, solar weather forecasting, and I also do other deep dives into, like, other esoterical things, you know, little, little hidden bits of truth that, you know, other people don't necessarily know. So I kind of post it out there and it's like, if I can bring, even plant a seed in someone's brain to start researching and start looking into things. And if I can aw- help awaken just one mind, like the whole thing is just seems to be worth it to me. Wow. So are you doing a similar sort of thing as uh, Ben from Suspicious Observers? Um, yes and space, no. Space weather news. Kind um, of thing. Ben from Suspicious Observers, I've actually, I followed another individual and uh, I don't really want to get into it because he and I are at, um, at opposite ends of the polarity because he, in a sense, he works for the Free Masonic. He's part of the Illuminati. And I followed him. Ben actually is. went to this gentleman's house and um, Somebody else. and he does solar weather as well and come to find out that he was part of the Illuminati and all that. So I just, he and I are now at odds. But wow. through following him before I found this out, he was doing research on Ben from Suspicious Observers and come to find out that Ben is actually on the Department of Defense payroll. He's actually on the payroll of the opos- of the opposition. So it's like, wait a minute. How do you get out paid from the Department of Defense and all this and you're you're just doing this on the side? Like, no, there's there's something to skew there. So um, but it is it is somewhat similar. Um, ben completely dismisses anything that has to do with uh, a second son, you know, nemesis or Nibiru, whatever you want to call it. Um, but I actually, because of my research, I've looked into, I see the evidence that it's there, the mathematical equations of gravitational pulls going on with the planets. Uh, in fact, just a couple of years ago, you could see that Pluto, the south poles of Pluto were heating up and then it came into, you know, Neptune and Uranus. And then now at Saturn, there was a moon that just spewed a huge uh, ice slash water plume right right out into space, enough to be able to see with a telescope from Earth, you could actually see it. So it's like, to me, that those are little signs and evidences that something is coming, even though we can't necessarily see it. Something is coming, and it's like, well, and right now, I actually just did a video on this just earlier today. Um, Our sun, the polarity 
of them is about to, you know, reverse. I mean, they're kind of like dissipating and going away, but they're actually about to go into a reversal, which is part of solar cycles. It happens about every 11 years. Um, but it's early. It shouldn't be coming right now. And you, there's little evidences you can see for doing that. Uh, one of those being um, filament releases from the North Pole. And usually those filament releases, or some people call them chronomass ejections, they actually come from the sides from uh, along the equatorial plane. So when they start coming off the North the northern pole of the sun, that's kind of an indication that things are getting weaker on the sun and it's getting ready to do this little magnetic flip. So, and it could actually do a complete pole reversal. I mean, our earth has done it every 12,600 years. You have the Bermuda Triangle and the Indian Triangle or in the Indian Ocean, it's called the Devil's Triangle, which are strong magnetic anomalies. Well, if that's where our poles used to reside, you would have magnetic anomalies in those locations. So it makes sense to me. All right. Um, just before we carry on with that, um, we were talking recently about uh, the potential of Earth, be, um, Earth, our sun being a binary system, and some people suggest that it could be with Sirius. Have you looked into that at all, or do you have another candidate, potential ca- candidate for a binary star? Well, um, I, I would not say Sirius. Um, and this, of course, we're going to start del- if in, into that subject. We would actually start delving into extraterrestrial beings because you know we know about the Dogon tribe and and the Hopi tribes, you know, and their prophecies, and you know, and they literally claim that their ancestors, their gods, if you will, came from Sirius, you know, and the Dogon tribe specifically talking about Sirius A, B, and C before our scientists and astronomers and all that before they even discovered that there was a Sirius B or a C, so. It's like, okay, so that, that would be a, a different rabbit hole. But no, I would not think that it's serious. However, with Nemesis being, I would think it's more along the lines of Nemesis, uh, so to speak, and where Nibiru is a planet that goes around Nemesis. However, I'm not sure that Nemesis was originally our a sister star. I think it was, you know, if we're going to talk about extraterrestrials and their advancements and civilizations and what they can do and their capabilities – I think it's a thing where, and we know that in you know in the universe that there are rogue stars that just kind of float through around. They just kind of you know zoom zoom. You know they just zoom through the universe or slowly, fast, however you want to look at it. And I think it's one that they might have captured, and they can actually steer it. So if if you've got these the Dogons and the Hopi and, and all these different, um, even the um, the Aborigines, they talk about Sirius as well. So if you've got these different civilizations, they're all talking about Sirius, and we know that the Anunnaki are so. In my eyes, maybe they originated from the Sirius star system, but captured a small brown dwarf star, and they're able to steer that thing and go around where they want. And, and right now, their uh, their aim is to stick around in our solar system, you know, as a binary star, and just kind of come around and loop. And every time that they come around, like you know, like Christ said, I will return. So you know, it's them coming back, you know, around to collect gold as we know about you know with the vatican and all their their hoarding of gold and these tunnels of full of gold under the vatican which i completely know is, is there you know so they're like gathering it so they can give it to the gods so to speak so they can you know keep going about their business you know in in my i guess if you want to say my recollection or concept of what i think is true i haven't seen anything or have anything that's proven me different but that's my conception of it so they're like a race of galactic tax collectors. Because I can't think yeah. of anywhere else, uh, any other reason for hanging around this kind of boring backwater solar system. If I was piloting a brown dwarf around, I'd probably go, you know, ra- around the pillars of creation and stuff like that. It looks 
pretty sweet. Like Orion Nebula, Crab Orion Nebula. Nebula. Yeah, the, the ring one, the witch's head, the turtle's head. Right. <laughs> we got a message in from the chat from how on earth do you spell that Irish name? Quivine, is it? Quivine? Quamine McCumhale. <laughs> That's an interesting name. Uh, the question uh, coming in for Jacob yeah, yeah. is asking, where is, the, where is the evidence of a ne- nemesis? Well, in, I want to say it's a 1987, I want to say the British Britannica. There, there's a couple of um, old encyclopedias and the sources where they actually, I believe it was the encyclopedia. Yeah, the Encyclopedia Britannica. I believe it was the 1987 edition where they were actually talking about, um, in this specific region, they actually showed the discovery of nemesis of this secondary brown dwarf or red dwarf star um out i think it was the pioneer i want to say the pioneer is either pioneer 11 or pioneer 13 i can't remember obviously the numbers right kind of funny but and they were they had shown it and it was literally in that one sorry what's what's um, the pioneer what's the pioneer thing is that like a probe or something or a satellite yeah yeah yes it was a it was a probe satellite that was sent out in space they had two pioneers and they had endeavors and they had um Okay, I can't remember all the names of them, but they sent them out specifically to try and detect these things. And they, they, and the one ended up finding it. And then the secondary one came over. It was like a triangular notification, you know, like, you know, to find its exact location. They found where it was at. And it was back in 1987, like out of the outer edges of our solar system, or what do you call that? Um, the Oort cloud. Yeah, like, yeah, the Oort cloud, if, yeah, if you will, and that it was like out there. And it's like, okay, but they did locate where it was at. And it's like, oh, okay, that's that's cool. But then all of a sudden people stopped talking about it. Like they, there was right. just that one print and nothing else. But in the video I showed today, I actually did a video earlier where I actually show that they're actually, they tell us these things in movies. They tell us in other little ways. I mean, if you were to look at the back of a 10-pound, um, a what is it, a 10-franc, the Swedish franc, the number 10, and I can't remember how many years ago, but it's it's on the video. It actually, sh- on my video that I did, it shows on the back of this, it actually shows the orbit of Nemesis coming into our solar system. You can see Saturn, you can see Jupiter, you can see the sun, the planets, you know, and where they go, their orbits. And then all of a sudden you see this oblong, you know, orbit of something that's out. And it's like, okay, well, it's funny how it's a 10 pound franc or whatever, 10 francs. The number 10, planet X, X is the Roman numeral for 10, so and then you look over at the front. You, there's a there's a gentleman's face, and he's like literally looking at the number ten. And there's one little dot that seems to be brighter than the rest of them. And then if you look at those little circles, what it's there, it looks like binary star systems. So it's like, why are they putting that on money if it's not really there? You know, just like the U.S. dollar, you've got the triangle and the all-seeing eye, and and all of these things on it. They're putting it on money. If you look at the Star Trek, you know, there was the one where uh, I, I, I'm trying to remember the name of the actual one, but it's the one with Khan in it. But right at the very beginning, it shows the planet Nibiru, and the, where they're on the planet Nibiru, it's a red planet, red planet, red nemesis. You know, it's a red planet, and you know, but the people are indigenous. But flip that around, we're actually on a blue planet, the opposite for red and polarity, blue planet, and we would be the indigenous species that needs to catch up for reups. And you know, the spaceships under the ocean, like they literally tell us all of these things in movies and in video games and all of this stuff, and it's like just people aren't really catching on to it. So it's that old adage, isn't it, around, you know, hiding in plain sight, mm. you know. Yeah, or a revelation of the method, some people call it. I, so. I call it hiding in plain sight. I just said it. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah. 
What is so, Nemesis? Um, I've never heard of Nemesis. Or it's the, a rider on towers. There's a lot of different names for this. Like um, Jacob mentioned Nibiru. I've heard of Nibiru. Yeah, same. It's the same yeah. concept. The fact that right. there is there is a body out there which is sort of unidentified. <laughs> it's not mm. uh, easily grasped by you know. It doesn't follow an orbit like the other celestial bodies around the sun, and it just sort of dips and outs and fucks things up when it arrives. You know, yeah. that's the concept, Correct. is it not, Jacob? Like Tom Hardy. Yeah, well, one of the things that's really <laughs> interesting is that the the orbit of the secondary star comes up from underneath us. Now it has many names. In the Bible, they call it Wormwood. Um, we've heard Nibiru, Nemesis, Terral Star, Planet X. It's got multiple different names, but it's all for the same thing. And uh, actually on the live chat, Apocalypse says Matthew LaCroix does an episode on this, mm. uh, Search for Forgotten Story of Earth. And actually, I actually took it, and believe it or not, Apocalypse, thank you for mentioning that. I, I, I follow Matthew LaCroix, and I've actually looked up the information that he has brought to, to my attention to read, you know, in the video. And I researched it because I'm one of those where it's like, when I look at something, I try to debunk it and I can't debunk it. So I researched what he's done. I'm like, holy crap, this is actually true. This is right. So then you start, you know, you start looking into the, the magnetic poles of things in NASA. There's the European space agency. Um, I, we used to have access to Japan's, but we don't have access to it anymore. Um, but they have different agencies where you can actually look at these different magnetic anomalies. You can actually look at the the numbers for it and see how see how it actually works to a magnetic pole. And I, I wanted to get three, and I couldn't quite get to J- uh, the Japanese one anymore. But you can actually to triangulate this from different you know different groups, different countries to come up with similar um, numbers. But so far, the European Space Agency and NASA's actually come out and you can still find the location and it's coming from underneath us which now this is my pos- uh, realm of possibilities for why we are not allowed to go to antarctica because if it's coming up from underneath us and you have infrared scopes or infrared uh, technology gear where you can actually put it up to a camera or a telescope you would actually be able to see it and they don't want people to see it right um you know ben from uh suspicious observers he makes quite a few predictions so like uh, i believe at the at the moment he's saying about 2040 i think or maybe in the next 20 years or something he's predicting like the big event like the carrington event times 100 what's what's your take on sort of uh, civilization ending cmes or solar activity well there's hmm there i, I see a number of things happening um well, well, we know about the Younger Dryas, and we also know about the Carrington event with that large solar flare that uh, pretty much if we were as technologically and electrically dependent as we are now, it would have been a, a world-altering event. Yeah. But luckily back then, if you look at the Carrington event, if you guys – obviously it sounds like you guys are you know a little bit read in where you guys kind of know about it, you know, Telegram – it was all telegraph and telegram, you know, telegraph wiring and stuff. And so, you know, people were getting electrocuted. The the people that were connecting and back and forth, I mean, poles were burning. And so it, it's quite interesting. And then when you actually, and if you think about this, I actually kind of looked into this a little bit more. I said, you know, if you look at the paint on our homes back in, back in like the fifties, they were using lead paint. Well, why were they using lead paint back then? And they're not using it now. Well, because back then they lived, through, they remember the current, the current, the Carrington event and the lead paint 
would actually help to protect you and shield you from those harmful rays and that those, you know, the plasma from the coronal mass ejection, that lead paint would be a barrier. But now, mm-hmm. oh, well, we can't use it because of this and this and that. And they make up a bunch of reasons to stop using lead paint that's at cool. all. And that's, it's like, okay. True. So my, my, my seeing of what's going on it would be with it coming up from underneath us, grabbing our poles, creating a pole shift, creating the entire world to flip on a, you know end over end like it has done before every approximately 12,600 years, which is about how long we stay in a, um, a house you know, Pisces, Aquarius, you oh, know, right. so on and so forth. So, and that, that's about how long, you know, we get through that. And then you have a crossing point. So with us flipping like that, and then, and with the, our second sun coming closer would obviously create large flares, large chronomass ejections. The sun would just be active because there would be a, an attraction and a repulsion at the same time from both of these stars. So I, yeah, it could absolutely create complete havoc on the planet, earth cooling, you know, afterwards, you know, because of the water washing all over. Yeah, complete. Yeah, it could definitely do that. You're going to say something? <clears throat> no, I was going to say if, if there's another solar mass, uh, a coronal mass ejection, I'll be fine because my house is covered in lead paint. <laughs> <laughs> all of, yeah, the, all of just, it's, it was painted in the 1930s and it's never been touched since. Right, yeah, just the rest of civilization around you will collapse. You'll be fine. Yeah, and yes, I, I can I can make I can make a fire, and that's it. So you're all fucked. Yeah, I mean, the only people who will survive will be indigenous tribes. You know, in the Congo, in in South America, on on these little islands uh, where they've been living the same way for well, probably since the last time we got yeah. fucked. Re- really, you're probably right. Those of the, that have been living that way for hundreds of years. They're probably going to be just fine. We're like, oh, yeah, we, we lived through this the last time. We'll be fine, you know, and the rest of us are going, oh, my gosh, what do we do? Well, they, <laughs> they wouldn't have even known it happened. Mm. You know, they wouldn't have even noticed a Carrington event or similar. I read an article uh, only today or yesterday um, that they'd, some some boffins had confirmed uh, a big event 15,000 years ago. Right. Um, which seems very close to the start of the Younger Dryas. And they were saying it was the biggest one for tens of thousands of years. Probably related. Who knows? Mm, good old well, buffins. one of the things that we have to keep in mind, though, is that when the Carrington event, there was a precursor to all of these fires and, steep and stuff happening, and it was the flare itself. The, those that were on the daylit side of the Earth, if you go back and you read the articles, they actually saw the flare. I mean, imagining, imagine being outside, and you're just kind of you know walking along or playing with the kids out in the front yard or the front garden, whatever you guys call it over there, and all of a sudden the sun gets like two to three times brighter. You know, you'd be like, whoa, what the heck? I mean, you're going to feel that 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 X-ray. You're going to feel that radiation burn on your skin. You're going to be like, ow. And there are nice. reports of people talking about it getting super bright and then, you know, getting a sunburn, and they've only been out in the sun for a few minutes. And then, you know, everybody kind of rushing in. And then the coronal mass ejection and the force from it actually hit the Earth within, like, I think it was like like eight hours or less it ended up hitting. So the coronal mass ejection hit the opposite side of the planet versus what the flare hit because, you know, of rotation. So... One of um, like my one of the things that really blew my mind in recent episodes. Cause you mentioned apocalypse before, Matt Apocalypse, when he he made the link between the younger Dryas. We always think of the Stone Age people as living in caves, oh. and that's what they did habitually. But mm. he made this link, or, you know, this hypothesis that mm. no people were forced. We we could have had yeah. all sorts of sort of agrarian societies living off the land agriculture. <clears throat> But the end of the younger, the beginning of the younger Dryas, 
forced us to live in caves. Mm. So because you couldn't go outside, you couldn't survive yeah. long enough outside. You had to hunt at night mm. and and stay in the cave during the day. And it was like, gosh, we could we could have it so ass backwards. Mm. We think of well, um, Stone Age the people thing as you being have to think primitive. Of is, is why why couldn't you go outside during the day? Because the atmosphere, in a sense, our geomagnetic field, the tops of it, like the ionosphere and stuff, were actually kind of blown away. Yeah. Like our ozone, so just, just you know, so more radiation was coming in. So yeah, you had to go hunt at night. Is, can that happen again? Yes, it happens on a regular cycle. It's yeah. just when is it going to happen again? Are you, are you making any predictions, Jacob? When do I need to start um, prepping? Between uh, no, <laughs> I, I was going to be a smart aleck and say between now and in five hundred years, but you know, there's there's really no way because. We, as the general populace, or if you want to say the commonwealth, we do not have access to all of the data and information that right. they do. Right. You know, being the, being the upper challenge, the, the elites, if you will. So we don't have access to that information. So we don't have the ability of predicting that with the tools that they allow us to have because they keep certain things for themselves. Just going back to... You mentioned was it was it were you suggesting Ben was on the State Department's payroll? No, I wasn't. I was not suggesting it. I'm saying he is. Right. No suggestion about it. What would be the reason for that? The rationale for that? Got to make a living somehow. Now the guy is very smart. I will say Ben is very smart about a lot of the things that he discusses. Thank you. And because he has a photographic memory. It makes him very intriguing. And don't get me wrong. I still follow his channel. I still listen to what he says, but I also listen to what he doesn't say. So and I know a lot of people out there and I'm sure some of your listeners and um, some of the people in the live chat, some will say, oh, well, this person's a shill. This person works for this person. So you just shouldn't. No, 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 no. That's the wrong attitude. Still listen to what they're saying, but also listen to what they're not saying specifically. Everything is information. It's what we choose to do with it is what matters. That's what counts. Yeah, so practice discernment, in other words. Yes, and that's why that's why I still I still follow Ben because some of the stuff that he talks about, and he's he's very he's very smart. I'm not I'm not going to deny him any of that whatsoever. In fact, um, I think I remember listening to the uh, the he actually told a backstory when I start, first started following him before I discovered that he was on the um, uh, department DOD uh, payroll. He told this backstory about um, him and. Uh, it's either his brother or someone he knows. They had gotten together for for a meal or something, and he was talking about solar flares, and the other guy was talking about all these earthquakes and whatever, and and they were just kind of noticing a correspondence between the two on how coronal mass ejections and solar winds impacting the planet actually create earthquakes. And so that they kind of – they started linking this stuff up, and that's how a lot of the stuff that he does really came about because the guy that he was speaking – this other guy happened to be part of DOD. And I think that's kind of how he found his way in the in the back door of it by doing these predictions and stuff like that. So, cool, uh, Jacob. What's your channel name? Jacob of Ephraim. Jacob of Ephraim. You say Ephraim. I always think it's Ephraim, but you say Ephraim. Yeah, so Ephraim. E- Ephraim. How just just like it is when I when I when you see me on the chat, Jacob of Ephraim. That's that's the name of my YouTube my main YouTube channel. My backup one is uh, Solar Wolf, and that's pretty much just solar weather. Right. Um, you know, and st- you know something related to the the sun, 
what's going on with it or the, you know, like the eclipse I posted there. But on my main channel, I have uh, different playlists, you know, some of them where I dive into Star Forts and, you know, you can see Star Forts from the sky, you know, where I make Star Wars connections to the Anunnaki, to the Bible, you know, mm. and, you know, I try, I, I put a lot of these things together. I show different weird anomalies. Uh, me and my co-host, uh, Ambiguous Figs, I call her uh, Figgy, we actually, uh, she's my co-host for my one segment called Psycho Clown World. Um, that I have as my playlist and where we, we start talking about all kinds of different stuff. And uh, one of my most recent ones is called um, A New World Order. But instead of a new, like as in a brand new thing, it's A-N-U, like the, Anun- the father of the Anunnaki gods, Anu. Yeah. What if it's actually Anu world order, like his <laughs> world order? Yeah. Cool. That sounds intriguing. I'm going to check your channel out. Yeah. Uh, Helen in the chat was saying you should, you should come back and do a, a proper podcast with us. Absolutely. If, yeah. uh, if we'd be up for that, um, drop us an email if you if you would, Jacob at thearmishinquisition dot com. And uh, you know, if if you're game, we'd uh, we'd like to have you back and do a, a proper full hours episode and dive into this shit. If you're mm. if you're a game, no, oh, absolutely, for sure. Mm. Right, fantastic. Well, thanks. Uh, thanks right, for so. What's your email again? Thearmishinquisition dot com. Thearmishinquisition at gmail dot com. At Gmail. Okay, there we go. At gmail.com. Okay, well, I've got Gmail, so I'll actually type that in. I'll send you an email here shortly so that way you'll have my uh, my email address and mm-hmm. we'll be good to go. Cool. Yes. Well, thanks for phoning in, Jacob. Yeah. It's yeah, nice to talk Jacob. to you. Yeah. And uh, have a yeah, nice Sunday. Great. Yes, you guys yes. have a good one. All right. Yeah. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You too. Bye. Bye. Right, so on to 1987 years of films. <laughs> hey, wow. <laughs> we haven't even done 1986 yet. Oh, come on. <laughs> well, hey, that was, that was a good chat. It was a good chat. Good call. I enjoyed that. Phone lines are open. We need a full hour, don't we, with Jacob? I think so, yeah. Cause of space, E-frame. We've not done anything on space weather. No. No. So uh, well, I say not anything. I mean, we're sort of glancing blows <laughs> here and there. Uh, yeah. Crocodile Dundee, I believe. We're on C, man. We've done A, B, and C. Oh, no. Uh, What's Z? <laughs> yeah. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh, yes. Wow. That's a cult classic, is it not? Yes, <coughs> it is, yeah. Definitely. You'll like this one, Matt. Oh, well, you both like it. Flight of the Navigator. Oh, oh my yeah. God. Imagine your life Compliant. without these films. <laughs> uh, I think that's one of Helen's favourite Flight of the Navigator. I believe she watched a documentary <laughs> about it and recommended it. One time. Right. Is it yeah. got Doogie Howser in it? Doogie, has it got Doogie Howser in it? No. I remember we watched it in English class once. Did we? Yeah, but I didn't go. Uh, what was she doing? Reading a book underneath <laughs> your mum dad's desk. What are you doing? Reading. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you used to do. Choose your own, read a choose your own adventure oh, book yeah, under yeah. your mum's desk or something. Uh, yeah, I used to read a lot of them. I, I used to plagiarise on them from my English homework as well. Later, I got an A for uh, for nice. creative writing. So um. I plagiarized uh, and YouTube through algorithm threw up a suggested video of the choose your own venture book that I'd plagiarized. A man playing doing a playthrough. Wow! Um, in twenty twenty three. Yeah. Of a four year old book. You're inside your yeah. head. Yeah. Yeah, flat navigator. Well, G. <laughs> what about The Fly, Jeff Goldblum? Wow. Imagine your life without The Fly existing. Oh. Imagine this amount of films coming out in one well, year. Yeah, you know, yeah right? I mean, about, okay, uh, 2017. What came out in 2017? Yeah. Now, imagine you, you'll struggle to get five 
half decent films. I know, uh, yeah. A Harry Potter. Pro- would there be? Maybe. maybe I don't the last know. one, maybe? A, no. a Lord of the Rings or Hobbit. No. Not in 2017. Nah. Maybe The Hobbit. Absolutely. That was three, wasn't it? Jack shit. What else have we got? <laughs> In 1986. Oh, a great comedy, The Golden Child, Eddie Murphy. Oh, yeah. And wasn't Charles Dance. I think he was the baddie, wasn't he? I think he was the baddie (laughs) in The Golden Child. Before his, his, uh, what's his most famous recent role? Uh, Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Lannisters. That's the one. Oh, wow, yeah, look, we've got Star Wars The Last Jedi came out in 2017. Oh, wow. Of oh, The Mummy by Tom Cruise, maybe the worst horror film ever made. No, I quite enjoyed The Mummy, Oh, my actually. gosh, absolute trash. The Be- <laughs> Beauty and the Beast. There must be some Alien Covenant. Alien Covenant. <laughs> so, basically, we've got just shitty remakes of the 1986 yeah. films. Yeah, Blade Runner there, 2049. Blade Runner, yeah. <laughs> Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, sorry. Terrible. The must Dunkirk that came out. Oh wow, that's that's a good film. <sighs> so I enjoyed that. So you know we've got Dunkirk, Blade Runner. But the thing is, like, I I don't, I won't miss Blade Runner no, twenty forty nine. I've seen it because I've I have Blade Runner original. You know, there's nothing basically, is there? There's there's Dunkirk, which was half decent, and some some sort of some Marvel schlock, and that's it in the entire year. Uh... Logan, Logan was twenty seventeen which isn't a bad film. So going back to a classic year, mm. The Karate Kid Part 2, mm, skip over that, Labyrinth, oh, one of the best musicals ever, came out in 1986, Matt. Musical? Yeah. I don't like them. You like? You must like this one, Little Shop of Horrors. Oh, I did like that one. Oh, yeah. I watched it over and over because it was weird. <laughs> the ana- the animatronics were next level on that. Yeah, it used to freak me out with the plant. It used to really freak me Feed out. Feed me, Seymour! yeah. And it, what's the guy you who know, retired from acting? He was in... Rick Moranis. Yeah. Tell you what, two big uh, movies for Steve Martin. Ah. Three Amigos and Little Shop of Horrors. He was only oh, a cameo. Steve Martin, isn't he? He was the dentist in Little Shop of Horrors. <laughs> ah, right, okay. The leather jacket. What are you doing on your phone? He's, um... I'm trying to find the best year in the 90s. All oh, right. Uh, Probably we're watching. Um, what, what what year was T two? Was that ninety two or ninety one? I'm gonna say ninety two. <coughs> I think it was. We'll just wrap up. Nineteen eighty six. Platoon. Platoon for your war movies. Yeah. Oliver Stone directed. Is that, Charlie this Sheen. is my rifle. This is my, oh no, that's uh, Full Metal Jacket. Isn't it? Yeah. No. Uh, Platoon is Oliver Stone. It's Charlie Sheen. Willem Dafoe. That guy from Scrubs. He might be that's in Platoon. Cut, uh, yeah. Yeah. That Which one? The one with the ginger hair. I think yeah. he is in it, isn't he? Yeah. I can't remember his name. I can't believe uh, neither of you have noticed that there's no Arnie film yet <laughs> in 1996. <laughs> 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 is it Commando? It's No, it's Raw Deal. Raw Deal. Raw Deal. That's uh, it's like a gay film, that one, isn't it? I think. That's it. Yeah. It's like, it's gay slang. Right, is it? You're getting, you're getting the raw deal tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the raw deal. He uh, gets to pick. His, does he get to pick his lover? Mm, ath- athletic, <laughs> dark-haired. <laughs> well, 
Brunette. <laughs> Short Circuit. Johnny oh, Five. Oh, he's alive. Yes. Now, this is a weird link. <laughs> Check this out. The guy who was the the boffin in... The Indian guy? He wasn't Indian, was he? Oh, do you mean Steve Guttenberg? Steve Guttenberg, was he in that? He was the main character. Was he? Steve Guttenberg and the Indian guy was the boffin. Was he the boffin? Are you sure? <laughs> it's somebody else then. <laughs> if he was an Indian. I don't think he was Indian. <laughs> I think Why, he was... What, like... What's your fact? What's your weird link? <laughs> well, I thought it was a guy who 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 directed uh the david beckham documentary on netflix <laughs> holy crap that's that's a weird link yeah why wouldn't an indian man do that Cause i don't think he's indian he doesn't have an indian name have you not seen bandit like beckham yeah don't look at the CD <laughs> when I'm Googling something. Talk Why? amongst yourselves, for fuck's sake. Well, I thought you were, I thought you were just going to put something up. There's been lots of surprises going on. No, no. Yeah, Fisher Stevens. Him. He's not an Indian, but he's called Ben Jabitia. <laughs> that, real, that real ethnic Indian name, Fisher Stevens. Right. It could be his screen name, no. But yes, he, he directed... Um, the David Beckham documentary. There it is, there. All right. Um, he was also uh, in Succession. Your mother was a snowblower. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny Five is alive. <laughs> was there not other ones in it? Were they like battle robots or something? Is that what they were supposed was, to be? It was proper military industrial complex, wasn't it? They uh, created. They were robots. They had they had rocket launchers on the yeah, shoulders, the and thing, you know Johnny it? Five was sentient. It's an AI, like pre-programming. Yeah, they knew what? it was coming at two oh nine. Yeah. Oh yes, yeah, and he, he got loose, didn't he? Johnny Five got loose and mm. became sentient, and mm. and so the black helicopters came for him, didn't they? Black FEMA camps, black helicopters. <laughs> they came for Johnny Five and Steve Guttenberg and and the other guy to save him. You know. So he just... can't do this. He is alive. <laughs> <laughs> and the other guy, it's just Stevens, <laughs> some Indian guy. <laughs> he had a terrible accent. That's why uh, it's obviously a fake accent, isn't it? He had a really. Well, he was like Apu from The Simpsons. Well, kind of. Petalon. Yeah, easy for you to say. <laughs> is it more? Stand by me. Oh, uh, yeah, that's a classic. Classic, isn't it? Uh, River Phoenix. Yes. Will Wheaton. <laughs> is Will, Will Wheaton, Wheaton in it? Yeah. No. Is he? No. Oh, don't make me, make me Google it because you know <laughs> I'm right. Don't question me. Will when Wheaton. The, the guy who doesn't even like movies after <laughs> fucking. Will Wheaton. Will Wheaton. <laughs> we could twine. Oh, yeah, it's popped up. 86. <laughs> uh, he was Gordy, a young oh. boy who search, searches for a rumored dead body. In the fifties era, Oregon film, yeah, oh. Will Wheaton. Oh, they've got oh, that, some, uh, that other guy in it as well. That's gone crazy. Who was in all eighties films? <laughs> um, Corey Feldman. Yeah, know. Corey Feldman. Keith Sutherland. Richard yeah. Dreyfus. John Cusack. Jesus, wow. wow! All the Lost Boys. <laughs> Susan Thorpe, <laughs> Fat Lady. <laughs> <laughs> no picture. <laughs> so we're just reading the IMDb. Yeah, I think that's the uh, the last of the. Any other faces there that you you recognise? Bradley Gregg plays Eyeball Chambers. 
Art Burke plays Principal Wiggins. Skinner. <laughs> mm. And uh, the last film is Star Trek Four, which I thought was notable. Is that the one where they saved the whales? Ah, I think it is, isn't it? I think Star Trek Four is the is uh the journey home, is it? With the whales. No, it's it's the comedy one. With the whales. <laughs> yeah, probably, yeah. <laughs> comedy? See, Johnny Fogg, I was sure he was an Indian guy. Mandela effect. Yeah, you're you all go. wrong. It do, it does look a bit swarthy though, so you know, it could pass for Asian y. Okay. Oh, Howard the Duck from the Leaf from the Big Conspire. That was um That was eighty six, yeah. Star Wars round, wasn't it? George Lucas involved in Howard yeah, the Duck. Yeah, Howard the Duck. It was a George Lucas thing. Yeah. And it was a bomb, wasn't it? Because it was terrifying. Yeah, made a cameo appearance and I believe Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes. He did, them. was he? He was in yes. He was was he not in the thing? The collector. The collector's thing. Yeah. Yeah, has he has he got a scene at the end of one of them as well maybe trope. i've not seen the last uh guardians film have we not no no bill gave up didn't you yeah. gave up a long time ago gave up with on marvel and cinema and, and film uh, entertainment yeah i've got 1986 i'll just stick with that i think you need. <laughs> have you ever watched Occasional down by me 2017 <laughs> sorry occasional dip into 2017 <laughs> yeah for what <clears throat> dunkirk Ah, I watched that on uh, Christmas Day 2020, the lockdown Christmas. I watched that uh, while I watched my dog die. God, <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, <laughs> horrific. Horrific. It probably ruined the movie for me. Yes, it's like the worst Christmas ever. The Christmas where no one had come and even torture you. <sighs> and the freaking dog died. Oh. I stayed up. I, I passed out in the end. I fell asleep. I, I remember it being like five off five on the couch. Aww. Watching Dunkirk, and next thing I know, the missus is waking me up at like eight o'clock in the morning. I'm like, fuck it. <laughs> She's got an emergency appointment at the vets, and uh, that was it. Good night, Vienna. Oh. Hey, Aww. hey, I tell you what, uh, she had a good innings. Yes. 15, I think the dog was. Wow. Which is um, old for a big dog. It is, isn't it? Some she big... had her own portrait session. I remember doing that <coughs> many years ago. Yeah, we've got it somewhere. Yeah. We've got a digital copy somewhere the thing is um it's like um my missus was saying she was around someone's house and they had all these photos at kids everywhere all over at walls and we don't tend to print things anymore do we tend to just take photos and they end up mm. on a an sd card or a hard drive and you never look at them we make books so my daughter's yeah. got a book for every every year and it's it, it might just be the shit photos that you take on your phone like say Ooh. but we we make we force ourselves to Undigitize these things. My missus found something where you, you basically upload your holiday snaps and it costs like four quid or something and they send you a book yeah. through the post and uh, nice. have something physical to keep. Easy. Yeah. Snappy snaps. Yeah. Right, anyway, I need a piss. Oh. Housekeeping. Oh, no. Housekeeping. Not alone. Right. What does he say? He says it's been 300 episodes, so you should know what you're doing by now. Um. 300 <laughs> episodes. So 
This is a value for value podcast. It's a value for value podcast. We sell some stuff also. It, no, if you would like to return some value, please then. do so through the following methods. Yes, spread the the word through so your mouth. Phil's favorite way of uh, returning some value. He's not here. <laughs> is to use word of mouth. So, yes, spread the word with your, your mouth. mouth. Yeah. Um, um. <laughs> should we do everything together? <laughs> Three, two, two one. one. Right, YouTube. YouTube. Uh, go. <laughs> subscribe, go to, comment, like, like, hit the bell, all bell. that jazz. We're, we're yeah. on there now. You can yep. see us um, doing, our, doing our shit. That's really good. Leaving us a review, and I, th- I believe we've had a review. Have we? We have. I saw oh, he's gone through, out of the room. But he's, he's left. So uh, um, is he written down? We'll cover paper? that. Where's his paper? He hasn't done any paper. Um, he does have a paper. Is he? Stand by. Yes, we've got a review, and it's uh, oh, it starts off. Oh God! Is there a picture? A picture review. Blooming it! Yeah, come on! <laughs> well, I didn't know you were gonna. I thought you were gonna do the value for value, and you we, we were gonna it. choke. Didn't and you? all the other stuff. <laughs> Uh, no, I don't want headlines. So Chinese athletes. No, we're not doing headlines. We're doing Chinese athletes. You want the review? It's here. You ready? I want the review. Yeah. Bring the review up now. Great pod. <clears throat> lads, lads, lads. I just found the lads, 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 and I've been binging ever since. The lads, lads, lads. Started one, and now they're up to oh. 190. Oh, you sick fuck. A mere few months. I know. That is that is crazy. Uh are you, are you retarded? <laughs> are you retarded? Which it? one is it? We've got yeah. Beards. No. Save, block no. The lads. Lads. No. Lads. <laughs> are you retarded? Yes. There we go. Crazy. So any time I hear the Andrew Shatkin dubs. Oh, God. Whoa, 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 whoa. No, 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 no. Does someone request some Shatkin? Shatkin? Yeah. I think you're hitting hitting the point, Phil, that uh, 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 it really bothers me uh, 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 because I, I believe I, I have an issue in this respect. Uh, uh, oh, Andrew, you're a special gentleman. Me, Andrew. <laughs> Any anytime I hear the Andrew Shatkin dubs, I laugh uncontrollably. More Shatkin. Keep it up, boys. Thanks for the work. And that's from Awkward Thompson via Apple Podcasts in the United States of wow. America. Imagine having an Apple Podcast subscriber. I know. They're like rocking horse shit, aren't they? Oh, there's another one. Is that another one? I should apologize because, uh, you know, there's only one. There's only one. There's only one. We were late catching that. That was from September. That that's, from was it? Se- oh. that's from September. Awkward Thompson. I that's apologize. why we, we need to be we need to be informed of the reviews because we can't be everywhere over the internet. You see? No. So awkward so. Thompson. In about four years, when you're up to episode three hundred, yeah. Uh, apologies for that delayed um, reaction from us. So yeah, credit. leave us a review and a producer credit that you can now put on your LinkedIn on the bottom here, wherever it is. No, put it on your LinkedIn. Yeah. yeah. Do it, CV, all that yeah. jazz. Excellent. Uh, yeah. Merchandise. You can buy oh, we've got to merchandise do this from the Amish loot chest. Is it uh, in here? Links are in the show notes on, on the website and all that sort of good stuff. Uh, you can oh. buy yourself Merch store. a... You could buy... Click the, the eyeball. eyeball. The eyeball. <laughs> Click your eyeballs. 
You can oh. buy. Uh, you are the carbon they want to reduce. And then how do we make it go next? T-shirts. Up, up. go up a bit. <laughs> this one. Right arrow. <laughs> <laughs> There we go. A uh, bacon nuts T-shirt. Look at the size of those pork balls. Are these prices aren't current, so that's probably about fifty quid now. They're not great either. Ignore the prices. Um, <laughs> hey, if you sign up for the newsletter that comes out the first of the month, you get a ten percent discount code for the merch store. Ten percent. I mean, 10%. that's like we, only ninety um, percent you have to pay. We sold a mug the other month, yeah. and we made a pound. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> A pound. <coughs> yeah. It's not about the money. It's about spreading the love. Spreading the mugs. Three weeks to flatten the <laughs> earth. That's designed by, uh, is it Lee? Lee was in the chat before. Lee yeah. from the Big Lee Conspire podcast. Big Conspire. Thank you for designing that. Design that, isn't it? Still my favourite, I think. I've still got my literally a communist uh, hoodie. Yes, uh, that's a That's a Ben original, that. That's it from is, the yeah. dark days of the Oof. podcast. Got Lenin's fist on it, so you yeah. know it's good. Yeah. <laughs> I get some funny looks in the one stop when I wear that. You're not clicked. Uh, very yeah. good, very good. And just the normal splash there. Original splash. Oh, sorry, it was the T-shirt we made a pound on. We sold out a classic tea and made a pound. Pound? pound. Off exactly. £21. But, you know, if someone says, hey, where did you get that weird T-shirt from? Stop. Yeah. Stop. Press stop. Eyeball, eyeball, stop. eyeball. Stop. Stop. Give me control now. <laughs> you make me nervous. <laughs> you can Do join the control. Element server. That's where you can engage with other eavesdroppers and uh, yours truly. These two. We had some smegs. A lot of people I was joined just say, week, We've had they? some activity in Element, haven't we, recently in the last week or so? Yeah. Yeah. Had a handful of people joined, which is nice. It's a bit like so, Discord, but you got to join the uh, the room separately, which is um, yeah, it's fine. You pick and choose. Where it's you more customizable. Absolutely. Yeah. I've got a, a YouTube uh, comment well, to highlight, which we haven't done for a while. Um, we did a, do you remember, uh, we talked to Michael LaFlemme about his book Visions of Atlantis, and he was talking about Edgar Casey and uh, Atlantis research and whatnot. Uh-huh. And uh, Michael, uh, after appearing on our show, well, he went on Grime America. Mm. Oh, and, I know those guys. And he also went on a, a big channel uh, i can't remember what it's called channel with like half a million subscribers bbc3 nope. sorry <laughs> which <coughs> sorry just because of us i have to, i don't know but um so we got some blowback from that <laughs> he got he got 700 views wow um, just from his appearance on a big channel oh, and nice. so someone found our video after seeing him on on this other channel and left us a nice comment uh, regarding michael's our video with michael Finally, this is Clayton Bigsby, 6911. Finally, someone to interview our top man, Michael, who isn't a total cookmeister. <laughs> like that dude, Alex, from Next Level Soul. That's what it's called, Next Level Soul Podcast. Right. Great interview, guys. So uh, thank you. Cool. Thanks, Clayton. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, yeah, we'll try, look... try not to be cookmeisters, do we? No. No. I try. Apparently, um, the guy during the interview, the interviewer, um, was saying how much he enjoyed the new Indiana Jones film. Ugh. So, uh, what a cookmeister. <laughs> Illuminati confirmed. <laughs> Not watched it yet. Oh, you know no, what you who, can who, do? Who wants to? No one. You know. Instead of watching that, why not just create some ring, artwork? Just fucking ring this ah. IP dry. This intellectual property for the last ounce What's it called? of I don't ticket even know what sales. The, the strap line is. 
the oh, I do. Why don't the you dial, dial into Destiny? Why don't you dial into Destiny tonight ah. and call the Armist Inquisition? Oh yeah, yeah. The phone lines are open if you're in the UK. Oh seven five six two two four five eight nine four. If you want to ring us, we know Skype works now. Or if you still want to use snail mail. <laughs> Text 20 in the Amish Inquisition to donate £20. <laughs> Plus your usual network fee. Oh, I should say thanks to uh, Luxury Turtle. <laughs> okay. Okay. On YouTube. Thanks, because, Luxury uh, Turtle. He dropped like uh, three super stickers of £12. Oh. £12. Wow. Blimey, so, uh, Luxury Turtle. Thanks for that. We, we get a slice of that. Making it rain. From the old YouTube. Mm. Do you think it was a mistake? Lending on the keyboard. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, it's four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yeah. So it's like a, it's the equivalent of drunk eBaying. Yes. Oof. Danger. Drunk super stickering. Danger, danger, danger. So easy. Will Robinson. Yeah. Um, so if you join the Element server, you can send news articles, videos, audio. If it's really long, timestamp it for us. Yes, please. Um, you can also suggest some guests. We've had some good ones through the years, haven't yeah, we? Got one tonight. Got one tonight, yeah. Yep. Um, you can request some focus chi. Is your chi depleted, Ben? Mine? No, mine is brimming. Okay, so Ben needs to get rid of some chi. So Ooh. let's see caramel biscuit. if we can. <laughs> <laughs> oh, caramel biscuit. Sorry. Someone's not working tomorrow morning. <laughs> oh, God. Um, could get a little bit fruity in the next half hour or so. <laughs> caramel biscuit. Why is it so light? It's caramel biscuit. Can, Goff, you, can you put that song on again? Because that makes me laugh. What <laughs> song? Taste the biscuit. <laughs> but we don't want no honey stuff. Promise made. Promise. I should have done that after. Yeah. First on BBC One. Taste the biscuit. Taste the goodness of the biscuit. Taste the honey sauce. Taste the goodness of the biscuit with the honey sauce. That's enough of that shit. I thought we were going to do the whole thing. Yeah, the bit of the end's the best. Yeah. Copyright strike. Oh, oh really? Shit. Yeah, we've probably just got one. Fair Fucking use. Hell. Fair use. Well, I think as long as you fairly comment on the content that you've just ripped off. So what was it particularly that you enjoyed about that clip we just played? Um, I think it's really funny. I like the setting. And, uh, yeah, and it's made me think, hmm, where's that clip come from? Let's watch the, it's a documentary, a mockumentary, I believe, isn't it? I want to know what kind of biscuits they're talking about. Do you think it's the American biscuits yeah. and gravy? Yeah. yeah. What's the English name for American biscuit? Like a dumpling, I think. I don't know. I think. Or a... <coughs> uh, uh, yeah, dumpling. Taste. Oh, my God, he's wiping his ass. No. He's wiping his dumpling. Uh, <laughs> is it your birthday coming up? Why don't you request a birthday shout-out? Yeah. I think somebody's birthday... It was someone's... Was it not Nick's? I think birthday. it was Nicholas, wasn't it, from the Element server? Yeah. Oh. Should we give him... Uh, what should we give him? All happy birthday. There's a birthday boy among us. <laughs> boy. Yeah. What about birth, birthday goblin? <laughs> well, isn't it your birthday next week, Matt? It might be. Bloody hell, that's come round quick. You already have one last year. I know. They say happy birthday, you goblin. <laughs> yeah, I don't like it. <laughs> oh, sorry, I'll give you this one instead. Happy birthday, you giant mistake. <laughs> can, can I have Hugh Janus? 
Happy birthday, huge anus. <laughs> Thank you. Happy? I'm okay. Medium, I'd say. <laughs> we do that. We do birthday shout-outs. Do birthday shout-outs, oh, yeah. Lee from the Big Conspires requested a birthday shout-out live on the show. He's 50? Ah, oh, he's on the day over. 49? Yeah. <laughs> wow. It's Lee's birthday on, on Friday. 50 on Friday. Imagine being 50. He doesn't look bad for 50, does he? No, he looks like, you know, 51 max. Uh, what should we give him? Oh, there's only, there's only more, four. Um, yes. There's a birthday <coughs> boy among us. Happy there birthday, Lee. Have a good... Uh, yeah. I, 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 will you still be podcasting on Friday, Lee, if you turn 50? That's what I want to know. Maybe it has to. Yeah, contractually maybe. obliged. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no rest for a wicked. So word, word of mouth. Are <laughs> we going down again? <laughs> God, are we still doing housekeeping? <laughs> Fuck me. It's bad in it. Uh, did a newsletter. <coughs> Sign up for the newsletter. We've, We've done, done, that. done, We've that. done that. All we need to know is, is the, the best, best way <laughs> is to ring into the show <laughs> on oh seven five six two two four five eight nine four or Skype us at. The not at <laughs> no at just a, just live colon live colon <laughs> and live in your colon and then live colon <laughs> the Amish Inquisition yes do that mm. and also toss us a coin toss a coin to the right, do it for the lads lads lads, lads. lads. Uh, yeah if you if you're feeling uh, charitable or you get some value from this podcast you want to return some value. Um, go to the website or the show notes and you'll find a PayPal button there or if you're in the element server you'll find the PayPal button there you give us a one-off donation or sign up for a monthly recurring sustaining donation and help us to save Plotland keep the lights on and the shit show going for another 300 episodes yeah much appreciated God. <laughs> imagine getting to 600 oh man when can we give up I gave up a while ago. <laughs> <laughs> Unbesmegging, leaveable. Okay, right. Should we thank the producers for episode three hundred then? Mm. I think it's about time. It's time to big up the man Dems, yo. Okay, if we've got, got Emma Bridges, Awkward Thompson, Luxury Turtle, and Helen and a liar. Um, Very good. I think Helen and a liar deserve it because they. They provide so much content through the email and through Element and news stories, even though we're not actually using any tonight. <laughs> I think they deserve to be recognised for episode 300. Yeah. Oh, oh. Willie G. Literally. The best mate. The dwarf. The currants. The grape. The doctor of thugonomics. The homophobe. The wind. The giant fucking lenses. The chest feeding. Communist. The Sigma Chad. Baby penis. Inner asshole. These clockwork clowns. <laughs> the dime bar. The number 11. The bee gang on the bus. The blind man. The big chungus. The cripple and the mother. Money pickering. From hell. Are you retarded? I don't get it. Never will. Should I literally a communist? They are. So amazing their love. Yeah, that's for your support for another week. It's uh, it's much appreciated. 
What's that? Oh, wait, so yes. oh my oh. god. Oh my gosh. Oh. We've got um Answer it. Sorry. Sorry. Got Matthew on the line. Matt Apocalypse. How are you doing, Matt? Yeah. Matthew. I'm good. How are you guys doing? Yeah, we're, we're yeah, good. Fair to middling. Yeah. Nice. Have you, are you calling in with um, an update around the Younger Dryas for us? <laughs> <laughs> Have you got any slides? <laughs> I've sent you three pictures on your Gmail. Oh. oh. Are they nudes? <laughs> Otherwise, I'm not interested. <laughs> No, that's on my OnlyFans. <laughs> All right. Do I need to look at these now? Shall I, pull, shall I try and... Uh... I reckon oh. you should put them up here. Yeah. Oh, 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 my gosh. Well, okay. How are you then, Matthew of the Chins? I'm good. I thought you guys were getting lonely. You've only had one call in tonight. I know. I, know. I can't believe no one's rung on the phone. Oh. It's making me think that it's broken. We've had to screen a few. Yeah, I mean, you know... There's been five mariachi bands yeah. I've called from Portugal <laughs> and we've not been able to answer, unfortunately. Oh, yeah, I've got, oh, a, got, a, I've got a picture up now. I think I'm gonna geometry to... on He's that. drawn a, a massive kite on the earth. <laughs> That's a photograph, Matthew. Oh, it's stadias. We're talking in stadia again. Stadias, degrees. Yeah. So is this your sort of, uh, your latest research then, Mark? What are you looking at? Um, obviously, you've seen all the yellow lines before. Right, yes. so we've got um, Avebury, the Reshout, and Atlantis making mm. a triangle, and then like coming out of the, the apex of the triangle across the Atlantic to Bimini. That's Bimini. what it looks like. Yeah, I've been looking at Chichen Itza because it's considered by many to be the most sacred site in um, like Mexico and the Yucatan. And it's exactly 72.00 degrees or 43,200 stadia from Avebury. Give over. Whoa, 432's in the house. Yeah, and, and 72 degrees. Now, explain that. What's the, what's the 72 degrees mean? Because I, I, I can't understand that just by looking at that picture. It's exactly one-fifth of the Earth's circumference um, from Avebury. So I think that's to do with using solar alignments to measure distances. These mad bastards. Because when you say degrees, to me, I think about a a protractor. (laughs) And degrees, there's 360 degrees in a circle. So is that, so 72 degrees, is that the... That's five. If 360 would take you all around the world, would it? Yeah, that's right. So it's 72 degrees of arc. Of arc, right. <clears throat> Holy shit. And so we're, we're, just remind us, where's the unit of the stadia derived from? Well, it's an earth measurement. So it's exactly, um, if if you had a 60-degree circle like the um, they used to have in the ancient world before we used 360 degrees, if you divide that by 60 and 60 again, then you get a stadia. So it's one two hundred and sixteen thousandth of the Earth's circumference. Two, one, six, which is half of four, three, two. It's another sacred number. Mm. Uh, this is wild. And then... It gets, more, it gets more wild if you go into the next slide. Next Wildness. slide, please. Hang on. Enhance! I might, I, well, just before we go to the next slide, you've got the research structure there as well. So that's the same relationship to Chichen Itza, is it? It's not quite. It's very close. It's like something like 71 point something. It's not quite 72, but I, I think... 
Oh, oh see, it's only 71.9, I'm afraid. This is a good It's a very similar latitude to Chichen Itza. It's, it's within half a degree. So it's, it's um, both of these places um, are within the tropics. So you will get the sun at Zenith or directly overhead two days a year. That's mental. Right. How do I go? For, how do I go forward? I need to go That's back. It, yeah. And then <laughs> click this one. This one. This one. Is this the next one? The uh, right-hand gold triangle, starting at the Temple of Kukukan. What's so? Yeah. So, um, Chichen Itza is a complex of different buildings. So the the seventy-two point zero zero degrees is the link between Avebury, which I think is an observatory, and there's actually a, a, an observatory at Chichen Itza. So it's well known. Is accepted as being an observe, observatory, and that's where that distance comes from. But there's more than one building at Chichen Itza, right? And they have a temple dedicated to Kukul Khan, the plumed serpent. Yes. Okay, so if it, there's also a temple dedicated to Kukul Khan in Mexico at Teotihuacan, that's but he's the... not he's not called Kukul Khan there. He's called Quetzalcoatl. Yeah. Same god. Same guy, the plume serpent, yeah. Yeah. But it's 1,080 kilometres to within half a kilometre. That's how accurate it is between those two temples. Right. And again, 1080 is a sacred number, sacred geometry yes. fans. So and we see, that 10, we see that 1080 kilometres back in the old world between the head of the Sphinx and um, Gobekli Tepe. Right. Well, it's half of 216. We mentioned 216 before. Uh, 2,160 yep. years is is one, is a twelfth. It's a month of procession, the processional cycle. So when you say we're in the age of Aquarius the or the age of Pisces, they're 2,160 years in round numbers. But I think all, all of these are based on a baseline number system. Right. So they're all divisible by nine, all of these measurements. Um, but we've also got a, a measurement between the Temple of Kukul Khan and Monk's Mound, which is the biggest earthworks in the Americas, which also sits at the Atlantis latitude at three-sevenths from the equator. And that's 1080 nautical miles or 10,800 stadia. <laughs> oh, wow. So nautical miles. And st- there's a relationship between nautical miles and stadia there. Yeah, um, it's a, a, a nautical mile is exactly 10 stadia. Wow. And what, what's a nautical mile? It's, I think it's a 60th of... Um, I can't remember. <laughs> I'll have to work it out and calculate it right now. But it's, it's based on our 360-degree measurement. So if we have 360 degrees, that spits into minutes as well. Yes, it's one, it's one minute of arc um, using our modern, our modern system. Wow. So one twenty-one thousand six hundredth of this conference around the world. Monk's Mound. Now, I feel like someone's brought this. It might have been Stig. They yes, mentioned uh, I think Stig's mentioned Monk's Mound. Monk's Mound. But it's something that's not really in the consciousness, in the zeitgeist. I've not heard of Monk's Mound until recently. Do we know anything about it? It's at Cahokia. So there's um, something underneath it, which is probably older, but obviously you're not allowed to excavate it because of... Um, Obviously, there's still people in the area that has significance too, so you can't just dig stuff up. Right. Um, but it's it's a case of I think it's a bit like Silbury Silbury Hill. So Silbury Hill is a fixed 
fraction between the four seventh line of latitude and the next one down it's one one thousandth well the monk's mound is one one hundred and forty fourth from the three seventh line of latitude i think it's it's, an, it's a, uh, another marker showing you how big the world is and these all these measurements are based on earth units so the kilometers based on the size of the earth the nautical miles based on the size of the earth and so is the stadia really you see, this is where there's some sort of... There's a bit of a controversy, isn't there, between kilometres and miles. Now, the way I... I, I, think, I, think, I think miles are a, um, a measure of astronomical body. So the moon is um, measured in miles on the baseline number six of the system, like 2,160 miles in diameter. Mm. The Earth, you can measure in miles. It's, I can't remember what it is, 7,000 or something. But again, it's divisible by nine and... So is the the um, the sun, and it's like it's like the miles are to measure the planets, the moon, the stars, and the kilometers and stadia are used to measure the Earth. I mean, right? I didn't think of it that way. The way I was looking at it was that um, miles are the measure of man, because a mile is a thousand paces. And who was it? Was it Protagoras who said uh, man is the measure of all things? So you've got the mile being the, the, the human measure and the kilometre being the geological measure, maybe. It could well be. I mean, I don't think anyone knows what the true origins are mm. of these units of measure. I'm, I'm looking at it from a really sort of materialist, practical perspective. Uh, something to do isn't the kilometer linked to the speed of light as well maybe it is now yeah um it, it well it's originally an earth measurement even by the modern day claim of the kilometer but now because the i think in france the si meter you know they're worried about it deteriorating over time they've now quantified it as a wavelength of light because right. that's a fixed um, unit of measurement bloody french propaganda <laughs> <laughs> yeah should we go on uh, we, you said you had three slides oh, is there another one Yeah. just just before we move on I think it's really interesting about the, the whole Kukul Khan thing because he's the plumed serpent yeah and in the Egyptian creation story of the of the lost island um, the island of the egg story Horus the, the falcon god he fights the um the Great Leaping One, which is the enemy serpent. And in later retellings of the story, he's no longer known as the Great Leaping One or the enemy serpent. He's now known as Set or Seth, who eventually, through Christianity, becomes Satan, Same. who is then, you know, linked with the Garden of Eden, being the serpent in the Garden of Eden. And Kukul Khan and Quetzalcoatl are both associated with the morning star, which literally translates to Lucifer. Yeah, this is heavy shit, man, isn't it? <laughs> it's like um, I've, I've been down some Gnostic rabbit holes in my short sojourn in this material realm, and it's incredibly seductive, is what I would say. 
when I mean, I, I'm, 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 I'm kind of implying that there's there's a shared mythology between the old world and the new world. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and it, there could have been, you know, I'm, I'm massively speculating, but there could have been two different cults, and one of the cult was the cults was the cult of the serpent, and one was the the cult of the falcon, and that that's just morphed over time. Yeah, well, the and, and, and the cult of the falcon maybe ended up becoming the Abrahamic religions after a long enough period of time. Yes, and the other side would be the Brotherhood of the Serpents, the the people who Saint Patrick eliminated from the British Isles, the snakes, the druids. Well, I think it's really interesting if you look at Orion, um, because it looks like DMT. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes the the Orion um, constellation is often it well it, it has been equated by people in the past with Horus um, yeah. beating a serpent rather rather than thinking of it as a man holding a, a bow and arrow mm. he's actually holding a snake in one hand and a club over his head with the other hand. Yeah. Yeah. These anyway. these symbols are ripe for people projecting their own cultural milieu onto aren't they <clears throat> whatever oh, of course yeah because yeah. it is it's just so it's just it's the it's the obvious constellation in the sky it's the easiest to identify the most recognizable in the northern hemisphere yeah oh excuse me <laughs> <laughs> okay we'll, we'll clip that oh that, that's uh that's fantastic i love this and like but... right right angle triangles i mean they just suggest something that is purposeful when you see a right angle, you know. Mm. Well, people like the the Heath brothers and um, Howard Crowhurst are suggesting that a lot of um, Stone Age monuments are linked by right angle triangles. Yeah, it's uh, it just makes you think that it's not by accident. That's the thing. I don't think it's by accident. No. If you move on to the last slide, just to prove a point, that we do see these numbers again in the old world. I have shown this slide before. Oh, here we are. Oh, we're back in the Levant. Right, where do we start here? Because we've got we've got one, two, three, four sites highlighted. Mm. Where would be the starting point? Do we go back? Do we say Gebekli Tepe is the, the oldest? I would argue that we don't know how old everything is at Giza. I think Giza has been built over with more modern monuments, but I think maybe Gobekli Tepe and Giza are probably a similar age. Right. Um, Ziggurat of Ur, I don't know if there's anything underneath the Ziggurat of Ur, but I would argue the, there was something there placed at the same time as Gobekli Tepe, Giza, and um, Thebes or Karnak. I think these were all built at the, all the original sites were all built at the same time they've all been built over apart from Gobekli Tepe that's the only one that hasn't been built over what's what's interesting to me just looking just before we even get into the numbers and the angles of the dangles if we just look at the four sites we've got Gobekli Tepe Giza Karnak and Ur um the one we that doesn't have any cultural significance is Gobekli Tepe I mean, Ur is the home of Abraham, Ur of the Chaldees, the Chaldeans. It's, he's the father of the Abrahamic religions, for fuck's sake. You know, the shit show that's happening since last week in that country there on the coast of the Mediterranean, it all goes back to Ur. Ur. That's where he's from. So there's a massive cultural significance there. Same goes for Giza and Thebes because Egypt is seen, is seen as like the, the home of civilization. 
but Gebekli Tepe, we have no sort of cultural echo. Mm. Maybe it's to come. It's a future one. Yeah, yeah no cultural echo so, echo so far, but I, I think that that might change in the future. Mm. Why are the Anunnaki coming back? <laughs> I wouldn't say that. I think this is all the work of of, um, of Stone Age people. I'm, I'm not part of the ancient aliens movement no. or, or um, really high advanced technology. I think there was high knowledge in the distant past that's been lost. And yeah. I think civilization has, has sort of tamed us into this obedient species that no longer thinks like this anymore. We're, we're here to serve. We're not here to be independent. With you, 100%. So run us through some of these uh, relationships. Just just thinking of the people who are just going to be on audio only, who can't see this slide. Could you just describe what we're looking at here? Sure. So we saw the 1080 kilometers between the two most um, sacred sites in Mesoamerica, which we have Teotihuacan and we had... Um, Chichen Itza and the two serpent temples that are linked to each other at 1080 kilometers. And like I said, I, I think there's like a proto Giza before what we see now that was probably built at the same time as Gobekli Tepe, and they're separated by 1080 kilometers. Same unit of measure, but it's this baseline number system. Right. And we see iterations of this again between the Ziggurat of Ur and Giza at 1440 kilometers. And the same distance again between Thebes and Karnak and the Great Ziggurat of Ur. And they're formed by an isosceles, which can be bisected into two right angle triangles. And we have one right angle triangle linking Gobekli Tepe to the Ziggurat of Ur and Giza. But this was really just to emphasize we're seeing the same number system on both sides of the Atlantic. Yeah, 496 doesn't strike me immediately as a harmonic number uh, what do those digits add up to 19 is that right yeah so it's um, that that particular distance i don't think is, is particularly important i just put that there for reference but it's okay. the it's the two distances between um Ur and giza and uh and karnak are the ones that i'm i'm most concerned with um i probably should have measured the bisection line as well i've not done that yet Oh, it's just yeah, because I was wondering what would be there at that point where 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 you can make those two right angled triangles. Is it, have you have you had a chance to look there on Google Maps? I couldn't find anything there, but my no. my hunch is that all of these sites were originally built with very basic materials, and they've now been built in stone over the last five thousand years. So I, I think that there's probably I think places like Avebury were probably built from wood tens of thousands of years ago, right. and they've been since upgraded over the last five thousand years. So. Finding anything there might be unlikely. You'd have to look under the sand, maybe for post holes um, dug into the bedrock. I think that's what would have to happen. Yeah, yeah. Because um, you, you've got to wonder, when, when people start building things out of granite and limestone, is, is, you know, what's the motivation for going to all that trouble? It's to make it last, isn't it? Exactly. I, th I think it's to um, survive the ages perhaps um, if you look at Stone Age Europe, for example, um, civilization had already started to take off in the Middle East while Britain was still a bunch of hunter-gatherers. Um, and there were 
well, the genetic evidence is showing that there's probably there were probably wars between hunter gatherers and agricultural societies, and maybe maybe the hunter gatherers were trying to preserve some of this, of this knowledge. Possibly, I don't know. I'm I'm just speculating now, but there must have been a reason to try and preserve this knowledge as the world was starting to change at that time, as we were turning into civilized, obedient people. It reminds me of the episodes we did with Chris. Um, oh my gosh, the comic book guy, Tollworthy. Tollworthy, where he's talking about the the sort of the advent of agriculture and then property and all the rest of it. This sort of uh, slope that we went down. Mm-hmm. It's uh, yeah, I'm I'm kind of with you on your philosophy of how we live now compared to how we lived before the time of Ur. Yeah, I think there's a golden age spoken about in most ancient cultures of when people were free. Yeah, yeah. What's the upside, though? There's there's upside, you know. I would rather have dentistry in 2023 (laughs) than in 10,000 BC. No? Well, there's definitely an upside, as in, you know, more than 50% of kids make it to adulthood now, and... and, uh, yeah. Certainly less than 50% of women are dying in childbirth. So there's definitely upsides to it. Yeah, 100%. Mm. Yeah, it's no good being it's free worth, if you're going to die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, that's that's the thing, isn't it? It's, it's it, There's always a trade-off somewhere. It's, it, what do you value more, liberty or safety? And there's definitely a, a grey area in there somewhere. It's like John Stuart Mill, isn't it? On liberty. Have you, have you read that one, Matt? I don't think I have. I've I've heard quotes from uh, various YouTube channels from that, but I've not, I've not read that. It's what it's a quick one. You you read it in a couple of days, a couple of nights, but it's it's good. It's uh, just a few thousand pages. Then. No, no, it's like a hundred pages. Oh, uh, uh, like the you know one of these uh, formative treatises on liberty and uh, the role of the state and whatnot. It's, It'd be a pamphlet, John Stuart Mill. It's like War is a Racket. By Smedley oh, yeah. Butler, by David Bowie, which is more more relevant today than probably the day it was written. Mm-hmm. But um, this is uh, this is fantastic, Matt. I'm, I'm liking where you're going with this. Yeah, I so, want to so, see more um, in, in the comments. Lee at the Big Conspire has just looked on Wikipedia, and apparently four nine six is a perfect number, whatever that is. So that's uh, maybe that's got something to do with that four nine six measurement between Giza and Thebes. Does that mean uh, it's so. not divisible? Say that. Uh, uh, a, pr- a perfect number, so it's not irrational. Four nine six can be divided, can it? Right. Two. Can it? That'd be two hundred and forty-eight. Yeah, forty-eight, and then you <sighs> divide it again. Does that mean you can always divide it by two? Maybe. So maybe there is something in that number. But yeah, anyway, I won't take up any more of your time on episode 300. I thought I'd just uh, share this with you guys. No, cheers, man. That's nice. Yeah, it's, uh, I really appreciate it, Matt. Nice to hear from you. Thanks for your continued support and yeah. your wicked research, more yeah. importantly. Yeah. Big up yourself. Yeah. I'll say, I, I, cheers, guys. You were working on a book, weren't you, last time we spoke? Yeah, that's been delayed. I've got too many contracts on at the moment, ah. so... Uh, it's a nice problem. I'm busy. I'm a, I'm a busy pro- a person right now. Well, you need to let us know when you get mm. back on it. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah, thanks for joining us, Matt. Nice to hear from you. Right, cheers, guys. Good yeah. luck with the rest of the show. Hopefully, you get a few more calls in. Yeah. We will, won't we? 
I think yeah, I the mean, phone is broken. The phone. <laughs> the phone oh, please try the phone. <laughs> the phone is literally ringing off the hook. <laughs> it's broken. <laughs> right, Matt. Nice to hear from you, Matt. Yeah. Take care. Cheers. Cheers, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. Block him. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Some wild, some wild angles in the dangles there. I, know. I love this shit. It's like... How many coincidences can you write off? It's a thing, you know. How many coincidences does it take to not make a coincidence? To change a light bulb. 216,000, yeah. I think. 496 coincidences. I, I wonder if you could get more triangles across the whole globe. That must be what Matt's thinking now. How, How many, many more triangles? It's already gone from Avebury to North America. Yeah, but go I mean, the other like way. A quarter of the way. I don't know. I don't know, Ben. I don't. I, do I don't know. know I answer. kind of don't really know what he's saying most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> it looks good, though, right? Yeah. Sounds three, good. Three minutes of. I go home and tell my <laughs> wife about three minutes of arc and how yeah. uh, we went to the Stone Circle in Avebury, and that's um, what did he say? A hundred, one thousand and eighty stadia away. Uh, Was that right? Ten thousand eight hundred stadia away. Yeah. And like a stadium is like a unit of measure from like the ancient world. So knowledgeable. I know, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Excellent. Cool. Oh, yeah. We always like a bit of Matthew Chin, don't we? We do. Yeah, he's a good guy. And happy yeah. birthday. Hugh Janus. Hugh Janus. So we were talking about Steve Martin before. I wanted to ask whether you'd watch. Oh. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. How do we answer Push that? Hello. Hello, caller. Hello. Whoa, hang on. Hang on. So, we, we've got some technical difficulties, Phil. Say again, caller. Oh, he was so close to getting the caller. Yeah, you got the yeah, oh, you done it. Yeah, it's coming through, but it's very choppy. Yeah. You have to speak right Hello. into the microphone, caller, and the phone. <laughs> Like, hold it up to your face. Yeah, it's, it's happening, it's, but it's, it's choppy. It's, it's choppy. That's the internet for you. It's choppy and sounds distorted. No, no he's, uh, we're going to have to end the call, caller. Oh, I'm really no. sorry, but uh, I think the line... Ring him back. We'll ring, ring you. Back. you. I think he's in like we're gonna ring him. This is Fuck weird, it. isn't it? It's called out. Oh no. No, it's it's very choppy, I don't just about it's just Can you uh, Can you tell what they're saying? I can't I can say I can, I think you're saying can you hear me? And the answer's and, uh, <laughs> not head, very uh, much. Is it Andrew Shack? <laughs> Can you do a burp? No. No. Not through the mic. Not through the, the, the old headphones, the headphone arenos. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah it's, it's coming through. The volume's there, but it's cutting by every other mm. phoneme. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ah, God. Every syllable. Yeah. Here's a 10 count. 10. Testing. Testing, testing. But it's, 
There we go. I can hear you breathing. It clicks out at every syllable. No, I think it's staccato. It. I think it's on his end. <laughs> Colour. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Skype has been working excellently. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't have, Skype. Doesn't have doesn't Skype. Skype. Oh, well. Should we just try and talk to you like this, then? <laughs> we could try. If you if you uh, form your words, you can hear us perfectly, but you are you are cutting out in our channel, yeah, unfortunately. we can't really hear you. Oh, God. Oh, Something about Eastern, Eastern Europe? <laughs> I don't think so. East- yeah, but are you, are you speaking through it? He's going to hang oh, up. Okay. He's going to hang up. <laughs> it could have been. Hi. No, it, it was choppy, and it sounded like you were speaking through some kind of anonymized... Yeah, it was. Uh, it was like one of those things from the films, changer. wasn't it? Yeah. You have five minutes to... <laughs> oh, the saw guy, yeah. Yeah. yeah Chop so your own dick off. If you're on the chats caller um please tell us who you are but that, that's a Maybe, shame that that's not where but you hey, no. first time we've done it in six years so yeah so you know it was obviously you know the first time we do anything there's going to be teething problems isn't there there is so steve martin i was going to ask <laughs> you whether you watched or have watched or not started watching. not only murders have in you not? no oh it's i quite enjoyed it i didn't enjoy the first few episodes i thought this is weird right i got into it now you need to wash your brain out. With what? Uh, you, you know, some esoteric knowledge. No. <laughs> I enjoyed it. It's good. Yeah, I bet you did. I did. did That's you, correct. Your assumption would be correct. You're ramming in all that, that bilge <laughs> to fill up that hole so, in your heart where your soul should be. I watched a film called Founder as well, which has, I heard of that one. Uh, Batman in it. Oh, the founder. The founder. Oh, sorry, the founder. <laughs> there's, yeah. a, there's a word missing there. Yeah, about McDonald's. Yeah, that's a good film. It is. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was good. I enjoyed that. Yeah, six years ago. <laughs> I think that just... was a 2017 film. Was it? <laughs> I think so. Yeah, sacred number. I enjoyed that film. Yeah, it was good. Michael Keaton's good value as an actor. <laughs> he, he is. I like to be Birdman. 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 <laughs> Bloody hell. Oh, it's someone else. No, oh, this no, is this the, is Phil. It's, it's Phil's Phil's issue. Oh, that is Phil. Hello. Is that, yeah, this is this is terrible. Yeah, it's awful. Is that Phil trying? I think it, I think that's his number. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's completely uh, dire. This. Yeah. <laughs> You've ruined it, Phil. You've ruined 300. A real shame. Yeah, even the ringtone is choppy, so it's, mm. it's nothing to do with the other side. And if that was Phil mm. testing, his voice also sounded <laughs> anonymized. So it's a, it's a weird uh, quirk of uh, Montanology that they probably didn't have to worry about in the times of Beckley Tepe. I'm sure last time we did it, we used a, a, a hard wire, didn't we? <laughs> a dialer phone. A dialing yeah. phone, yeah. And it, and it worked all right with the hard wire rather than Bluetooth. I think it's the Bluetooth signal. Yeah, it's... it's I think shot. it's the Roadcaster. Oh. Uh, blame the Roadcaster. <laughs> yeah, Sweet. The Bluetooth channel on the original Roadcaster was terrible. Right, okay, and this one's... So what I'm going to do, 
is I'm going to hardwire it. Oh. See if oh. That... Can we call the wow, other person actually, back then? Wow, you've got a jack in your phone. All phones have jack, apart from stupid apples. Mine doesn't. Stupid apple. <laughs> I don't know if it'll work. But we'll Straight. try again if you want to call in. We'll we, hardwire it in. Should we call him back? <laughs> that guy, that guy, that saw guy, can you call back, please? Saw guy. <laughs> Gimp voice change again. <laughs> you can call them back. Well, I, I don't think we should do that unsolicited, should we? Yeah. We've already done it once. Is it, that, it? Is it that just number there? the call, yeah. Oh, we've got oh, a number. Go. That's the one. Happy That's days. it, doing it now. Hello, Hello, caller. Hello. Oh, come on. <laughs> come on, dude. It's the same. Is that what it was like before? Can you hear us there? Uh, it's exactly the same. He can hit, yeah. I'm really sorry, guy. <laughs> Whoa, what's going on now? I just turned Bluetooth off. <laughs> so oh, that was uh, that, sorry. He, he, he you was... find value in this podcast. <laughs> he was uh, that wasn't through the jack. He was still coming through the Bluetooth channel. Oh, so uh, it might still work. Oh, maybe. Oh, I thought I could hear someone jack. laughing in the background. Yeah, I could. So I think the voice really changing. Clear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I see. Oh, 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 there was someone oh, laughing. Oh, 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 there was the, someone laughing. So I yeah, think the voice through, the, through no, the jack. No, no. Oh, hello. it's him. It's Hogdown Munch. <laughs> Is it Hogdown Munch? He's he's trying Is to he winding us up. Is it because I could hear a, a lady laughing in the background, perfectly fine, and then there was the sore voice guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was coming through two channels. Then the the, the interference was the Bluetooth channel was still active. After I'd hardwired it. So, oh. maybe it'll work next time. We're going to do it. It was... Oh, fuck. Got an incoming call. Oh, damn, maybe, we should, maybe we should just stick with Skype from now on, because it, <laughs> it seems to works. work. Hello, Dan. Dan? Who the hell's Dan? Hey! What's your handle, man? Hog Dan. Dan. Munch. Uh, no, I'm joking. Big up the Amish. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, big up yourself. You're so yeah, amazing. Absolutely. In your way. Oh, it's, oh. it's most yeah. true, lad. Um, so. Bravo never calls me, decide to call me tonight. Who, who um, doesn't? You, your brother? Yeah, he never calls me. He don't. I love him a bit. He's a pain in the ass. And he called me tonight, right after your show starts. I've missed everything. So I've got no idea what's oh, happened. Mate. So I have to watch it. Oh, nothing's happened, really. Yeah, we're not Aggie Ants either. What's what? your favourite film from 1986? <laughs> From 1986? Yes. Yeah, do you want us to read that list? I'm not very good at knowing what films come out what years. Um, What sort of films out in 86, then? Uh, Top Gun? Oh, yeah, Top Gun. I love that that film until I watched it the other day with my missus, because we watched Maverick, yeah? Yeah. And no word for lie, the fucking love scene, yeah? Excuse me, French. (laughs) Tom (laughs) Cruise sticks his tongue in a, a gob, right? I'm not. She's shot. I never noticed it. All the time I watch that film, love that film. 80s action cheese, yeah. Right. Uh, the homoerotic volleyball scene, all that bollocks as well. You know, it's all it's all good stuff. It's all 80s, all cheese. Mm. And 
Yeah, that tongue, mate. That's just put that film out for life now. I can't watch that fucking film. Oh, like the sex scene when he rides away on his motorbike afterwards. Yeah, there is a bit that you've just you've just given me a flashback to my childhood and watching them tongue each other. Um Tongue bit sucks ass, man. Yeah. I'm watching that. How thinking of aliens? <laughs> oh, it's Aliens '86. It is. Yeah. Yes. Holy shit, man! I love that film. Holy shit! What balls. <laughs> get away! Love get away from her, you bitch! <laughs> yeah, what a film, mate. It Quality. is. It's my the favorite movie of eight of '86. The cinematography. I mean, something looks a little bit dated now, but for the time. For an absolutely phenomenal bit of fucking cinema, that. Well, it, it stands up. Like, you can tell a classic film because you can watch it 30 years later and it still stands Feels up. good, yeah. Damn right. Such Love as uh, another 1986 film you might be aware of, Highlander. <laughs> oh, come on, man. McLeod! <laughs> come on, my wife thought it's cheese. I love it. I think it's fucking brilliant, man. It's a Highlander. great film. And it's just fun. It's fun. It's 90 minutes. It's got Sean Connery pretending Source, to be Spanish. Lightning. Not be Spanish with that accent. Yeah, get real. Ramirez. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> there can be only one. <laughs> <laughs> and he's supposed to be Scottish. <laughs> yeah. Were you, how old are you, Hogdan? Oh, too fucking old, man. 46 now. Mm. 46, right. So you're, I think you're the same age as my brother. Were you a fan of Transformers when you were a kid? Yes, I was. Optimus Prime. and I still remember buying my Optimus Prime from Argos and feeling all chuffed about it and fucking all the rest of it. You know what? I've watched the cartoon back now. What a pile of shit. <laughs> which, which cartoon? You mean the cartoon series? Yeah, it's crap, man. I loved it as a kid. Yeah. I watched it back now. It's total shit. He, man, that's quality. But um, <laughs> Transformers, fuck that. Useless. It was all about selling toys. What? What? What's your view of Transformers the movie? Uh, what the original cartoon one? The one from nineteen eighty-six. Yeah. Oh, it's again. Uh, when I watched it at the time, because I was a kid, it's all like you watch it, but now it's shit. I mean, it's got a ba- it's got a banging soundtrack. Oh, no, I can't doubt the sound. Yeah, I'll give it that. The soundtrack is good. The theme music's good. That's all quality. But oh, the... You know, Orson Welles, Leonard Nimoy. shooting, man. No one could hit anything. Yeah, you know I mean? it's just like... Yeah. Yeah. It got panned when it came out because they killed off... All, all the kids were crane coming out of the movie theatres because they killed Optimus Prime. Yeah. Diesel, you just so. don't do it, do you? You know no. what I mean? Don't kill the golden goose. What about uh, another 1986 film you might like? Uh, Big Trouble in Little China. Yes, mate. Now you're talking. I'll tell you what, Kim Cattrall in that film. Oh. Yeah, the girl with the green eyes. Yeah, mate. Yeah. Gracie, I think Hot. her name was. Yeah. Hot as fuck. Brilliant film, mate. Brilliant. Love it again. Again, cult classic. Yeah. It's all in the reflexes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, was he, what was he called? Jack something, isn't it? Jack, um... Oh, I can't be fucking name. It's Jack something. It is, yeah. Yeah. What about They Live? Is They Live 86? No, it's not. No. Oh, man. Frank. That's a shame. How do you know? This, because... is, a, this is an exhaustive <laughs> list. Because I picked the highlights. I have a list of, like, 20 films which were the highlights of 1986, right. and if They Live was on there, it would be on my list. Right, okay. Okay, you know... <laughs> 
one's list man for any year, I think. You know, we've got what, what more do you want? Crocodile Dundee, oh. Flight of the Navigator, <laughs> Labyrinth, Little Shop of Horrors, Platoon, Short Circuit. Have we not got Flight enough? Of that cheesy tune, I love that. Bit where he's hiding inside the fucking um, robot shit to try and escape. That bit. <laughs> yeah, it's quality. Uh, Flight and Navigate, I love that. Compliance. Yeah. Or um, The Golden Child, man. Want the knife? Yeah, you fucking nailed he it. You're a child of the 80s like yeah. us. They live was... Uh... I want the knife. <laughs> <laughs> You're so, breaking my heart, swipe. No, I love it, man. That's why. You're breaking my heart, swipe. Get that sound bite in me. That's, that's one thing about these. They're so quotable, these yeah. movies. You know, it just doesn't happen anymore. No. You know, there's the odd one, like the Avengers film. There's the old Tony Stark. Yeah, the Tony Stark quote, like... Not a great plan. Oh, Not, a yeah. great plan. <laughs> Not a great plan. Not a great plan. That's well, man, I like that. Like me, that's a world Hey, come on. What am I known for in the world of podcasting? Repulsors. <laughs> <laughs> the essence, man. So, Hog Dan, what made you ring in tonight? Well, I love the show. Yeah. I just want to call up, man. Just, I love it all. It's great. There's yeah. nothing what? nothing on your mind in particular that you wanted to get off your chest? Mm, any problems in your relationship? <laughs> <laughs> trying to flex some chi <laughs> yeah well, one thing I'd like to share actually that oh. probably people already already know about is grounding okay all mine talking about that my mum right she's got cancer at the minute she's oh. got um, all kinds of arthritic problems and all sorts yeah and she's totally schwabbed up man she just don't fucking she ain't jabbed thank god but um she ain't uh, she ain't had the Britney concert um but She's proper schwab, man. Like, you watch the news. I, I know it's real. I saw it in the news. Like, yeah. mum, mm. they're actors, for fuck's sake. Look at this bullshit. And I show it to her and break it down and show her what a load of bollocks it is. She still won't have it. You know, she's totally, like, indoctrinated. Or the NHS send her a letter. Fucking death cult. She thinks she's got to do something. <laughs> like, no. Fuck that. Return to sender. Fuck off. Not knowing this address. Bollocks. Stick up your ass. <laughs> I'll tell you. Yeah, you know I mean, but she's yeah. not that. But God bless her, right? Her ankle was swollen to shit. We took her out over the park and that. She couldn't even walk properly. Got her put her foot down the ground. I'm not kidding, man. She was walking around everything afterwards. It was so good. With and what? like round our way, down south, you probably guessed, like East London way. And um, the planes have actually laid off for a couple of days. We actually saw a sky that almost looked blue. Proper blue. I was, I was out in the, in the morning, top off in the sun, doing my Wim off stuff. Oh. Um, it's only about nine degrees. Yeah. And I top off, and if they want in their winter coats, I'm a nut job, which I am. <laughs> Sitting down the park bench, grounding with my boy and my missus. And um, yeah, then right, my mum took her out and got her to ground, and it was just a wonderful day. I was so, earthing, guys. It's free. It fucking works. That's what I'm going to say. So, if you want to like Ben, get your feet on the ground. I was going to say, correct me if I'm wrong, when you say earthing or grounding, you mean actually just getting your skin on real ground rather than concrete or plastic or something else? Just got to get your feet on the ground. They don't have to be bare feet. If you've got socks on, that's fine. 
if you've got leather-soled shoes, because the sweat will go through the sock into the leather, yeah, the salt and the sweat is conductive. Mm. Concrete, ground, grass. If you don't get your feet dirty, put a cloth down. Put your feet on it. Right. Literally. And it's cumulative as well. You don't have to do it all in one go. You can do like 10 minutes here, 10 minutes there. It builds up in the system. We can and do, you we can do grounding cloths on the Amish Inquisition. Oh, yes, we could. So like, chest. A, like a tea towel. A tea towel, a, cl- a grounding cloth that your sweat can soak through and then you can ground we could to the air. soak them. <laughs> so, so you can ground yourself without getting your feet dirty. Yeah. Right. With a bacon or um, Trudeau's face in it or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or yeah. wiping cloth as well if you, to come with it as an accessory. A schwab cloth. I've heard about um, something to do with, like, uh, bed linen and grounding. Have you come across these? Uh, what, sorry? Like some bed. sort of bed linen, like a, like a bed sheet or a duvet cover or something that's involved in grounding. <laughs> Literally, you can. I, I don't know how healthy it is, but you can plug stuff into the earth pin on your mains. That's what I'm getting at, yeah. Not a screwdriver. Yeah. Uh, this dude, right, he literally, um, I think it's the guy I first saw, he's been doing videos on YouTube about it. He had all the aches and pains. He took it to UCLA and they'd done studies on it. Right. And um, he literally got that foil tape that's cheap as fuck at your DIY store and just taped a lattice on his mattress, so just like crisscross on his mattress, got a copper wire and a nail. And run it out his window down the ground. Oh, oh right, yeah. So, so yeah, you cut it. So you can use like an earth rod and, yeah. and and have a wired connection from your mattress to earth. Or I'm guessing the ones I've seen online, you actually plug them in so it uses the earth pin on your socket and gets an earth connection to ground that way. Yeah, my but, brother told me something quite interesting tonight. He's very um EMF sensitive. Right. And um, he's, it doesn't work as well in his house on the earth pin when he's got his Wi-Fi router on or anything like that okay. in the house. Some effects. He's, I, I don't know. He's really sensitive to EMF. He's a bit of a nut job. I love him a bit. But well, he was telling me, truly, I, I trust him on this, that um, having Wi-Fi and gadgets in the house is affecting the earth and the wiring in the house a bit. So well, he reckons running it straight into the ground is better. But it still works on the earth pin in your house. Or maybe it's just got bad wiring. <laughs> That's just what I was going to say. So you can do an earth continuity test from your sockets. And often, especially old houses, you won't have a good earth at any of your socket outlets. So it would it would make it, you know, less effective. Rather than having actually a wire going out the window to an earth rod in the ground, which, you know, is kind of foolproof. So yeah, they're multi meters are cheap as chips as well, aren't they? And there's plenty of videos showing how to use them. What's that? To do a the multimeters that you can buy to do continuity testing. They're cheap as chips, really. Yeah, uh, you can't really do a continuity test that way between a socket and you, you, you'd need something that would do an earth loop impedance test, really. Impedance? Yeah, an earth loop impedance test. Something that you can just plug in to a it's socket. It's a continuity meter, sorry. Well, yeah, well, a multi- it's the same thing. So, like, you can get, like, little multimeters from CPC for a tenner, and you get two prongs, and you can <laughs> test continuity between two points, but only as long as the length of your wires, which are normally about this long. So you can't plug one into your socket and then one down under the stairs. Have you... Uh, how well did you earth my house, then, when you rewired it? <laughs> Perfectly. 
Did you? Obviously, yeah. Where does it earth then? My the house. Earth. Well, it depends on what kind of system you have coming into your house. Maybe you have a you have an electric a... system. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but there's different earthing. That's our castle grey skull. That's how good. <laughs> You have different earthing arrangements coming into your house, different mm-hmm. systems. Some people have a TNS system or a TNS, TNCS system or a TT system. Have you not got it written down somewhere what mine is? It'll be, it's old, it'll be a TNS. TNS, yeah. In the locks. Yeah. So your, your earth wire is sort of welded to the sheath of the armoured cable that comes up into your house. Ooh, so filthy. it's a pretty good, it's a pretty good earth connection. Well, pretty good. But we've sort of um, dive, dive, diverged here. Yeah. You're listening to Spark Chat on the Amish Inquisition. <laughs> Sparky Ninja. <laughs> so, uh, well, it was it was nice to uh, to hear from you, Hogdan Munch. And yeah, cheers I, for calling in. I'm going to look yeah. into this earth in. I mm. think it's Best something topic. that we need I to... Sharing it. I don't know why you guys aren't getting more views. You're brilliant. Love it. Oh, mate. Cheers. Talk to the Al Gore. <laughs> Talk to Al Gore and his YouTube minions, man. Right. Tell us about it. Yeah. Tell us everyone in chat as well, man. Yeah. Big, Big Sam. Mm. Hello. Yes. Matthew. Yes. Who else we got here? Loads in there tonight. Problem traffic. Who's in there? Liga. Yeah. Yes. Emma Bridges. Cheech McDuck. Oh, Cheech. <laughs> yeah. Love Cheech. Love I've a said, bit of Cheech. I've said that Jake. I think Jake's in the house. Mimetic Master. Yep. Since tonight oh. as well. Big up, Jake. And uh, I'll go leave the line alone. Let someone else have a chat now, because I'll just go on all night and drive me mental. Yeah, but, um, <laughs> oh, that's for the best. Thank, thanks for ringing in, Hogdan. Yeah. And uh, we'll see you probably on the next Rise Above chat or Sheep Farm chat, probably. Yeah. No worries. All right. Take care. Have a good Cheers, man. See you. Bye. Bye. Oh, God. God. I thought you ended the stream. <laughs> so... <laughs> Another so, yeah, block. Earth in something we don't hear about. Oh, no, sorry, you're going no. straight back into 80s movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, anyway, no. No, Earth in, yeah, you're right. It's, um, I think I might get some soil between my toes. Get some filth. So, um, does it work if you use your hands? Oh, he's gone now. Yeah, handstands will work. It's just any f- physical contact with the ground. Well, I was I was gardening today. Good, that's a good way of earthing, so, definitely. I had my hands in the earth how do you feel once you've been gardening for half an hour or so well i've stung all my arm (laughs) (laughs) so that's a bit sore right um and then because i was using secateurs i was like after a bit it was like rssi um i started getting this funny pain in my turtle finger (laughs) and what it was was when I was pressing pressing them together like that, I was just catching it very, very slightly. The end, right? You're nipping the and end it was like a uh, Chinese water torture. Oh, was it? Was it really? Yeah, but in my finger, my turtle finger. Wow! How did you survive? <laughs> Barely. Um, <laughs> so I, I just rearranged my grip so it was no longer smacking. Oh, we could all hold hands and only one of us has to touch the earth. Oh. Or a baby. He said, hold a baby to the earth. <laughs> that sounds horrible. This and sounds like ball worshipping. <laughs> Some ball cult. Oh. Ball worship. Oh, <laughs> Put your balls on the earth. Ooh. I don't know if I want to ground through Gotta my Gotta earth your balls, man! Grind. Grinding. <laughs> so why have we got to earth? Because get... this is how we evolved. Oh, to touch but the earth. But over the last hundred years... 
We don't touch, touch the earth. Don't touch it. It's dirty. Concrete. It's dirty. Tarmac, yeah. Dirty. <laughs> Astro-turfed gardens. Astro-turfed. And, uh, you know, we wear these these space shoes, these Nike Air Jordans <laughs> yeah. and Converse All-Stars. Well, the plastic in between. Some on clouds. You don't touch the earth. You really get your hands in the earth, do you? Unless you do a bit of gardening here and there. What about touching a pond? I do that quite often. Water is water a good conductor? No, Phil's saying no because you've probably got a plastic liner. You have a plastic liner, but it's, it's insulated, but it's got filth in it, like the soil. Insulated filth, okay. So, we're haven't not they modified that. this? Isn't that wireless yet? Wireless filth, whatever, whatever you're getting from the earth, isn't that something to do with 5G? Probably, yeah. 6G, 6G, <laughs> 6G, okay. Um, so I figured out that I think. Was it Helen trying to call earlier? Because she's saying she's just downloaded Skype in the chat. Oh, oh yeah. I think I'm calling her a man. <laughs> well, <gasps> guy, oh, we assume guy. their gender. <laughs> guy. Again. Oh, no one cares about that these days. Assuming genders. Who's oh, laughing? God. Someone's laughing. Oh, not even Rishi Sunak cares no. anymore. Why? What's he done now? Trying to win some votes. Isn't what's Slumdog done now? Did you not see? That was in the Tory party conference. Oh, at the end. I didn't watch his closing speech. What happened? I can't remember. It was something. I don't care about men or women. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Basically, that's what Just say. XL boys. <laughs> Ban them. Yeah. Ban them. Oh, gosh. We've got another call on Skype. Uh, hello, line one. You threw to the arm and saying, Hello, Cola. You're. Hello. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> hello. It's Helen. Oh, gosh. Hi. Hello, Helen. Hi, Helen. Hello. That was me trying to call in. You said I sounded like a dude. You, you, you did you sound, did like, sound a like, dude, a man. like a gimpy dude. <laughs> you sound no, slightly less like a man now. Okay, cool. Slightly less? Yeah. Matthew, don't insult our callers. He's tired. He's Wait tired. until they've hung up. I don't actually feel that tired. <laughs> <laughs> no, How are you, Helen? Thanks for calling in. Hi. Are you watching? How are you doing? We're good. Are you watching yourself on YouTube now? Um, I've got you on the TV uh, in the other room. Okay. Have you come into the different room? Or have you turned your radio down? I've come into a different room. Yeah, thank you. So that's the way you do it. Have you come into the boudoir? Okay. I'm in the kitchen. Oh, right. <laughs> kitchen. Okay. Best room in the house. What are you, what are you making? <laughs> are you making out? So, so I've got a question for you all. Oh, gosh. Oh, hey. Oh. Um... So you all grew up with each other, right? No. <laughs> well, yes. yes. <laughs> you, kind of. What is the funniest memory that you've each got of each other from oh, when you were kids? Christ. I can't remember last week. Let alone last day. Uh, I can remember years. Ben. I can, one of my earliest memories of Ben, I think, was in co- no, can't have been college because that's not one of the earliest memories. But I've got a memory of Ben playing with some kind of. Had short hair. Ben <laughs> yeah, had so short cool. hair for a time, and, and no, no beard. And no beard. Because <laughs> wow. and it was you were playing with a like a personal organizer or something. Oh, was it a? Uh, or was it a Scion Three A? I don't uh, know. Like early, early. I uh, think it had a wand. <coughs> yeah, I, I remember. It. I think it had a stylus. Yeah, and you were playing with that in somewhere in a hall by yourself. Uh, <laughs> I was probably just trying to turn in it a out. hallway, not like a hall, a hallway. 
Uh, I was a weird kid. I mean, probably my funniest memory of Phil is um, when we went to Nuki. He set his legs on fire. Oh, fuck. <laughs> so oh, we went... You know, we're telling this story now. So there's a famous beach, isn't there? Like a huge, like a big cove beach. I don't know. So we went there. Um, well, no, this was, uh, uh, in Newquay. Yeah, Newquay. Yeah. yeah, were we uh, It's Fistral Beach, isn't it? Possibly. I don't know. This was a was it a college Fistral trip? Beach. Well, we were about college. seventeen, sixteen, seventeen, I think. Yeah, yeah. and we got we'd and hired... you got you got the Headlands Hotel up there. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, no. the one on the on the cliff. But we stopped at Matt's Surf Shack. <laughs> yeah, and it was like five <laughs> or six of us in a room. Yeah, um, someone was on the floor on a on a mattress. Panhead. Yeah, so we went down to this beach anyway, and it was overcast. We thought, oh fuck this, we don't need, uh, you know, sun cream. This was the first day, wasn't it? Yeah, first day, and um, we all got horrifically burned. Uh, <laughs> Phil got <laughs> it's like third degree burns on the backs of his legs, and your. Was it your back as well? No, just the backs of my legs. Just the backs of his legs. I and had a towel over my top half, otherwise I would have died. <laughs> <laughs> um, and my my shoulders got pretty badly burned. Um, but the fell asleep, pissed on the beach. Yeah, is, so is what happened. And you and you had blisters. I don't know. There was some of them were like an inch across on the backs of his legs. So oh. me and him stayed in the room, and we'd brought you know some medicine with us, so we were fine, weren't we? It was about half an ounce, I think. Yeah, something like that. I remember um, I couldn't actually get out of bed because I was that horrifically burnt. So I used to piss in empty beer bottles. And basically the the windowsill was just full of... Urine. Urine. (laughs) Bottles of Bex filled with my piss. Yeah. And then how did we get... And so we listened to a lot of Soundgarden. I'm doing your story here, man. I know. You keep like, have you forgotten in? all the details or what? You keep putting in. Yeah, and we did. So we just and we didn't put any tobacco in the thing. And then we, um, <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, I remember listening to a lot of the Red Hot Chili Peppers, Californication yeah. as well. Oh no, it's before that. I think it was Blood Sugar Sex Magic. I think. Mm, I don't know. Oh, okay. But anyway, so and then we went to a phone party. Basically, I, I was like Jesus Christ. On the third day, I was he, born again. He rose again, yeah. I rose again. And what happened? <laughs> we went to a phone party and, and all of our skin fell off. At the phone party. <laughs> <laughs> basically, someone ripped my shoulders off and I think Phil's legs off, basically. <laughs> so, so there's like pieces of us in a phone party somewhere in Cornwall, in uh, yeah. Newquay. So if, you, if you're ever down there, um, you could probably just swab yeah. the decks, and you know you could grow a fill. God, it's such a such a not it's... funny story. Yeah. Well, people horrific. were laughing. Oh, yeah, the request was for funny stories. Yeah, isn't it? horrific. I mean, that was uh, that I was a good one. That was a good one. Okay. Um, I don't think you've ever done anything anything funny. No, I'm too straight laced. No, I can't think of anything. I remember the time when um, in high school when. When Dawn Crook put chewing gum in your hair. That wasn't me. <laughs> and you came to school the next day with a, just a cube shaved out of your hair on, on your head. I'm so boring. You've yes. had to steal someone's story. <laughs> oh, cube head. No, cube head. 
<laughs> my main memories of, um, from our friendship at school is just you being really shit at football. Yeah, I was a ba- really bad. <laughs> and those <laughs> memories have been updated since... Uh... Oh, gosh. Yeah, we started playing football, Helen. <clears throat> Me and Matt started playing oh, okay. football every week, haven't we? Yeah, we smashed the uh, lads. <laughs> Smashing these seven and eight-year-olds to bits. <laughs> aren't we? It's fucking wicked. I feel proper good at football. It's like it's being Pele, isn't it? It's like I'm, I'm, I'm CR7. Cristiano Ronaldo. <laughs> smashing him in from the halfway line and watching the eight-year-olds cry. Your eye wasn't in, though, this weekend. Your volleys were way off. It's because I'm, I'm trying to set the net on fire rather than just score. I'm going for... It's flair. I'm just going for flair all the way. Yeah, but it wasn't... There was no flair this weekend. From no. So we have to walk, don't we? We do walking football. Oh, that's what we need oh, to do, Ben. We need to do people. walking football. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. So I've heard it's pretty brutal. Yeah. Well, you've heard it, not me. Walking football. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, so... What are you doing, Helen? Mm. Sorry, we're rabbiting on and fig- we've not no, conscious I'm, of the fact. I'm all right. I'm good. What's... Um, when did you start listening? The start of curiosity. Um, Do you remember? Last week, wasn't it? <laughs> Last week. No, I'm trying to think. You were probably on, I don't know, like around your maybe 30th or 40th episode. What? Wow, that is early. Really? Wow. Yeah. You're one of them. The 10th degree. Jenny, yeah. Just and, then, and then I had to go back and do a quick re-listen of... Like I had to go back and listen to the ones I've missed. Oh god! Wow, I didn't realise. I thought you'd probably found us on when we started doing YouTube. Maybe you'd found us from the occult rejects or something when we did. No, because no we... podcasts. I don't use YouTube that much. No, you're you're purely audio, generally. Yeah. yeah. What else are you listening to at the moment? What's sort of in your podcast rotation at the moment? Um, I listen to Gareth Ike and Richard Willett on the What Aff. What the actual fuck? What the actual fuck? Um, what else have I got? Obviously, Charlie Robinson, uh, Richie Allen. God, I'm trying to think. Oh, a load of true crime podcasts. Oh, yeah, true crimer. See, I told you we should have done true crime. Well, um, last podcast on the left. I've listened to them for a few oh, years. I listened to them. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've heard them. <laughs> I've heard of that one too. What last podcast? Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. They're a big one. They've been going for just over ten years, I think. Wow, early in, mm. like Grime mm. America. Yeah. Do you not listen to Grime America, mm. Helen? Um, occasionally. Yeah, they have a lot of uh, good guests. Sort of in the same realm that you'd probably like. Yeah, I found I found myself realizing that ninety nine percent of all the podcasts I listened to were American, right? And I kind of cut back on the American podcasts and I tried to listen to more British ones. I was saying this to uh, Mark Steves um, the other week. Was it like? Oh, I should have said. I meant to say tonight. Um, the My Family Thinks I'm Crazy podcast. I was on there last week. It's it's out now. Mm. I talked about my UAP experience. But I was telling to, I was talking to Mark the other week that we um, were trying, well, consciously trying to get English guests 
Or mm. British, UK guess. Because for this reason, you know, because um when you start going down these, these sorts of rabbit holes, you start listening to Grime American, you probably come across Tim Foyle Hart and macroaggressions yeah. and all the rest. It's they're all Americans. It's rare you hear an yeah. English accent or a British accent, isn't it? Yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, they're they're really good podcasts, but yeah. they're very America centric. Exactly. And yeah. there's there's not many that are sort of talk about the UK mm. and Europe. Yeah. Uh, so, you, you sound like you could do with some sheep farm in your life, Helen. I know. I should do, shouldn't I? I haven't yet. You should. It's a good laugh. It's a good <laughs> laugh. Yeah. So what are you up to next week, Helen? Um, Working. Isn't it something to do with electroplating? Is that what you do? Uh, kind of. Anodizing. Anodizing. <laughs> Anodizing. What the fuck's that? It's a bit like plating. Right. It's kind of hard to explain. Yeah, it's kind of... Um, so aluminium will oxidise if you don't treat the outside of it, like the surface of it. So right. what anodizing does is it... It's like a controlled oxidization of the outside, the like the outside of the aluminium, and it stops it from tarnishing. Like gold, so gold doesn't tarnish, does it? No. Do you work for the Anunnaki, Helen? <laughs> <laughs> Is that not like what Core Ten Steel does? What? <laughs> Is it not something called Core Ten Steel? And then you, you see all these bridges oh. that are made, and they, and they, they look. Like orangey brown. Don't they use zinc to do that? Like galvanizing. No, and then it's yeah. and it basically rusts, but it doesn't rust anymore. It's just an outer layer of rust, and inside it's fine. Steel. Hmm, maybe. That's that's like a you know like we said a controlled oxidization. You're kind you're kind yeah. of you're kind of like an alchemist, an Helen. Alchemist, yeah. I know it is alchemy. It's magic. You can get funky you, colours as you well. Take, you take aluminium and you put it in heat and acid and a lot of electricity mm-hmm. and it changes, you can change the colour if you want the colour changed, um, but it, it also, it protects the outside. Yeah, fancy motorbike parts. Do you earth yourself then? Mm. No. Oh, you should do, shouldn't you? I wear, I wear Crocs to work, so... Yeah, we've seen the Crocs. <laughs> They're definitely an insulator. <laughs> Did you not hear our last caller, Helen, Hogdan, talking about earthing? Yeah. Have you got any babies yeah. that need earthing? <laughs> Just I, rub them in. That's, that's what the holes are for in the Crocs, is to allow some of that, you know, energy, <laughs> the frequency to get through. The stink. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the earth stink. You need to, yeah, that's what you need to do. You need to I get, earth I get my stink. human res- resonance through my shoes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have a go. Seriously, I'm having a, gonna have a go at this earthing. Well, what have you done to your to back part? garden, though? Exactly. Yeah, I've, I've ripped all the natural fibers, the soil. I've destroyed it all. <laughs> I bet you've put down one of those weed membranes everywhere as Obviously, well. Obviously, yeah, because I don't want weeds. No. <laughs> no. Did nature. you not? Did you not take your shoes off and walk barefoot around Avebury? No, we didn't. No, because of, mainly did. because of the Force Ten Gale. <laughs> 
I walked around barefoot. And did you feel anything while you were doing it? Did you get some? Do you feel like you got some benefit from doing that? Uh, maybe. So I no. got I got bird shit on my feet. <laughs> but... <laughs> <laughs> oh, what you needed was an an Armist Inquisition official earthing mat. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Soon to be available. As long as you sweat on it. Yeah. That's that's what that's what you need. Because mm, right. I've got I've got two of your t-shirts now, and I've got a bacon nut sticker on my car. <laughs> there you go. You see. Oh, Excellent. What can we say? What a mm. supporter. Mm. Is it on the no, special car, Helen? No, it's on his. No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> it's on my <laughs> mini. Oh, that is a special the new, car. The, the new Fast and the Furious movie. Fucking hell. Are you retarded? Half. Oh, yeah, man. they they wouldn't have liked that in the film. No. No. Well, every credit. Thanks for uh, supporting us for so long. Yeah, and, thank uh, you. With all your, You're welcome. your good news stories and mm. uh, and the element Christ, Helen like was instrumental in setting up the element server for Absolutely. us. Absolutely, yeah. producer when, credits up the wazoo when Discord got new. So thank mm. you for doing all that, Good Helen. Night. Yeah, we, right. we met we met Helen IRL, didn't we? In the flesh, we did. did. Yeah. In IRL, and we seen the car as well, and it went. <laughs> That was fun. It was. And then we got yeah. to go in Ben's Tiguane. Yeah. Shame. You parked right next to me. Yeah. No, purpose. we were quite nervous about that. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, Ben nearly sideswiped your car. <laughs> that did not happen. <laughs> That'll buff out. <laughs> That'll buff out. Yeah. Well, shout shout out to everyone that's in the chat. And uh, if you're not in Element, join Element. Yeah. And yes. yeah, like, Good share, show. subscribe, leave a review, mm. and toss yeah. a coin. Toss hey, a... you can do yeah. the housekeeping next week, Helen. Absolutely. Yeah, let's yeah. Can got it all down. Do it. Yeah. We could just clip I've that. I've heard it. I've heard it a few times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Thanks, Helen. Mm. Thanks for uh, no calling No worries. Yes. And uh, we, we shall see you when we see you. Yes. All right. All right. Get back to your anodizing. All right. Bye. 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 Good. That's oh, nice. Nice that's to hear from you. Lovely. lovely. Been a while. Yeah, Since nice. we uh, we met up. Was it uh, August? When did we go to Stonehenge? It's around your birthday, isn't it? No, it was like March time, yeah. wasn't it? Was it, it that was long? Cold. It's cold and windy. We were supposed to go to and see old Meg or old Peg, whatever she's called. Old Craig. Old Craig. <laughs> <laughs> In the Lake District in the summer, we said, oh, let's go and do this again. But oh, in the summer yeah. when it's not howling winds. Yeah, it's one of those things you always say, oh, let's do this again when you're out having fun doing something. And you know, mm. Frequently you don't do it Because we said we could do it in a day because it's like an hour and a half drive there. And we never went. Right. Old Peg's Finger. Oh, I'm not. It has some carvings on it, doesn't it? Does it? Mm. Is it not just pictures on the internet? We yeah, we, I did look at that. <laughs> So, yeah, and there was no pubs near it. I don't think. No pubs near it. No, I'm out. No, Helen didn't so sound like a twat, did she? Absolutely not. No, no, no. she sounded like you know, a fanny. I seen the fan. <laughs> yeah, <A> fan. <laughs> e an e fan. E fan electro. Well, she's she's crossed over into the into the real world, so she's no longer an e fan. No, no, that's it. No. 
It's all ones and zeros, except Helen. Yeah. That's, that's the way it works. So when are you shaving your beard off, then? I'm not. I've, I've had a trim. No, I don't think anyone would have noticed. I've, I've cut maybe four inches off. Really? Yeah, it was, it was kind of weighty. Mm, okay. I can't eat sandwiches when it gets too too much. Because <clears throat> I just suck everything in like a sarlacc pit. <laughs> and it, uh, Your beard? Yeah. Right, okay. Yeah, it's tough, man. You have a cut, you, have, like, you know, just like combed it and seen what's in it. Well, there's nothing in it. <laughs> you said there's a sarlacc pit in it. Well, when I, when I eat a sandwich <laughs> and it's too big... I kind of suck all the hair in with the sandwich. Oh, I see. Comes like a sound like Pip. Right, yeah. Okay. When did June come out? The original? Not 86, I guess. 70s. 70s? Wait, so I was, I'd say 79. Tradies. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I've got, I got, um, my missus got a text from her dad today, mm. this morning. Uh, he's just got, he's just flown back from Romania with his wife. It's wife's from Romania. Oh, right. I just got home from Romania. My car is at Luton Airport. Is that your it's best fucking, Romanian accent? It's fucking burnt out. <laughs> burnt out? Oh, Luton. Oh, shit. No, no one's watched the news, I mean. Oh, what's going on at Luton? It's the riots. The entire car park was burnt out. Yeah. At the airport. Yeah. It? Really? And oh. his car was there. No oh, way. Yeah. Shit. It's a fucking rate-off. <laughs> so they had, they've had to hire a car for five days to drive home. Oh, my God. Right. Yeah, it was a massive uh, fire. It was definitely not an electric car. That was my first thought. Definitely not an electric car. No, they came out and said, categorically, it was a diesel car, which is the hardest engine fuel to catch fire. But it was definitely a diesel car that started it. Oh, really cheap. Yeah, we all know it. These electric cars, uh, once they catch fire, you're fucked. They can't put them out. Lithium fire brigade can't batteries. put them out. Yeah, if, you, if you're in a crash and the lithium's exposed, it's... Or if it gets it's wet. Rough fire. If it gets wet, you're fucked. It's fucked. Don't drive in the rain. <laughs> not uh, don't drive anywhere. 15 minutes, it is. I should have that. Um, oh, here we go. Yes. Yeah. Here he is, Schwab. 15 minutes, it is. <laughs> Fifty minutes, city, stay close to home. Fifty minutes, city. Fifty minutes, city, or we'll send our drone. Yeah. So yeah, his his cars are right off. Never mm. mind, eh? Ah. <coughs> but yeah, I went on my family thinks I'm crazy. I did my whole in great detail my UAP sighting from uh, not last week, two weekends ago, two Saturdays ago. In this vicinity, I was sat on the back step when I saw my UAP. Mm. We talked about was it. Was that from your back garden? From the back step, yeah. I uh, might have thought it was, it was hilarious because I said I was sat on the back step smoking a fag. <laughs> oh, yeah. <coughs> yeah. You know, it's different slang, different that lingo. two things. <laughs> <laughs> Stretch out those creamy hamstrings. <laughs> smoking my fag, drinking a coffee. I saw uh, E.T. Well, it wasn't E.T. It was Did you say it was something like a biplane? Who, me? Yeah. It's like a plane that drops a balloon or something. Right. A drone or something. No, it was like, um, almost like a, uh, it was a black donut. A black ring. 
Right. Okay. I watched it for about 10 minutes. Mm. Came towards me from a prop plane. I, it could have been a Hercules, but I wasn't paying attention to it because it was, it was way far in the distance. I was paying attention to this black thing that was near it. Right. So I can't confirm. But the weird thing is, like, um, that was a Saturday. I, I immediately messaged Mark to say, I'm coming on your podcast on Wednesday and booked on his calendar. On the Tuesday, so two days after, I was at the butty shop in Ashton at Lane Ends and a fucking Hercules went straight over my head at about 2,000 feet. It's probably an Airbus A400M. But, yeah, sorry. It's a Hercules. It's four prop. Really? Two on each wing. Yeah. They do fly over. They, there's been a few. There's been lots of planes flying over because of... I did know, some research. Um, Flight tracker. The RAF announced in June that they were discontinuing the Hercules contract. Uh-huh. Yeah. So my thought was that they were sending them to Wharton to be um, salvaged. Oh, yeah, maybe. Huh. So, I don't know. I don't know, it's weird. Cool can't stuff. Ex- can't explain it. But no. instead, look up My Family Thinks I'm Crazy if you want to hear my ramblings about UAPs. We talked about all sorts. We talked about MH370 <laughs> mm-hmm. and a uh, bit of inside baseball of podcasting. He's not even 30 yet, Mark. No. He's no, just he's turned 29. Young whippersnapper. I know, it's like, I wish I was into all this shit when I was 29. What was I, I was, I was just cons- consumed by football and Stargate and Masturbating. shit movies and nonsense. Stargate, nonsense. did uh-huh. I remember going through a phase where I watched um, Stargate Atlantis. Oh, that's weak. <laughs> it's yeah. very weak. It had some mythological... Connections in it. No, like looking back, no, don't and try. That's what started your journey. <laughs> the, the clues <laughs> in the name: <laughs> Stargate Atlantis. It was all about a prior civilization, a lost civilization, which developed all this technology that the humans found several thousand years later. Filthy humans. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I, I presume there's nothing good, you know, to watch these days on TV. There's no point saying anything because you'll just say I'm not watching that. Yeah. No, I don't watch anything. Nothing sort of attracts me. Do you not you watch, watch the um, Savile thing? The Reckoning? Oh. Were you going to say that? I mean, I mean, no. Did you watch it? Yeah, I've watched it, yeah. What, was it a single, like, one episode thing or what? Five episodes. A five, so five hours? Five, uh, no, they're shorter than that. So five, three, three quarter three of hours. hours? Yeah. This is a Steve Coogan one? Yes. Yeah, and what did you, what did you think? <coughs> who, well, Steve, first of all, who made it? Was it Channel Four? Or? ITV made it, but it was shown on BBC. Oh, what? Yeah, ITV ITV Studios made it. made it, but it was shown on BBC. Well, they have different they, like BBC Studios make for other channels. ITV Studios make for other channels. Right. Um, I thought it was it was good. It was a bit difficult to watch in places. Um, the Steve Coogan, I thought, was excellent. Conv- played a convincing saddle. Savile, well, Savile. <laughs> he's known, well, he's not known now, but originally mm. he was an impressionist. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So he does a good Savile. He does. He yeah. plays, he, he's good at playing weird characters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah what was, um, was there anything particularly that stood out or anything particularly enlightening or shocking that you 
you noticed? I didn't know, and spoiler alert, I didn't know he interfered with any dead people. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah so that was so it was just exclusively a kitty fiddler. Necrophiliac. Necropedophile, yeah. Well, I don't know if they were kind of, I watched it, and I don't know if it was, they were sort of suggesting that when he got to an age where he couldn't, physically overpower people right he had to he had to itch that scratch with cadavers god somehow gross 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 the grand wizard jimmy but what i was interested was he's got he's got siblings yep so i wonder where he's you know will any of them still be alive because he would be about 100 now if he was alive i think He'd be in his mid nineties, maybe. I think it was eighty four when he died in twenty eleven. Yeah, so, well, nearly a hundred. Yeah, <laughs> about a hundred. We've done the math. Yeah, I mean, what would be interesting about the siblings? I don't know. It's just uh, you know, if see if they're weird as well. <laughs> are his are his siblings weird? Who knows? Don't know. Uh, what the thing that interests me was the relationship with the the mother. The Duchess. Oh, the Duchess. Yeah, there was obviously yeah. something more to that than... Or the father. Where's the father? Was it, e- the... Was it Oedipal? Well, I was wondering that, yeah. <coughs> There's some, some An Oedipal of... mother relationship. They didn't suggest that. They no, just kind of, They suggested... They kind of this, or drew her, painted her as like being very critical. Phil, Matt, fill people in who aren't familiar... I'm turning into Savile now. <laughs> Phil P. Mullen, who, now then, now then. Now then, now then. Oh, God. You maybe aren't familiar with Sophocles and the three Theban plays, or Oedipus Rex, or Freud and the Oedipal Mother Complex. If you will, please. Thank you. In 30 seconds. Well, Oedipus is the one that, like, bops his mum, isn't he? But it's by, by accident, accident, isn't it, in the... Uh, but in like Freud would say, I think, because all of his so basically taking a further back step, you got to you got to remember when people make psychological theory is very much based in their own experiences and what's going on in the culture at the time. So Victorian times in Europe, um, quite sexually repressed. So that's why a lot of his stuff was about sort of sexual repression. There's probably something to it around that time. But anyway. Same with Wilhelm Reich. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but yes, yeah, so he would, he says basically as, as, a, as a, I think it's called psychosexual development or something like that. You would go through a stage of being attracted to your, your mother, basically. And some people don't escape that phase. Is that the idea? I think so, yeah. But you know, it, the, you know, it is a thing, isn't it? Incest, unfortunately, and I think you know, men and women do it both ways, unfortunately. So, you know, so we, but, but there's no mention of his dad. So I'd be interested, you know, if she's like, it's all about her and the Duchess, yes, and you yeah. know, the only reason that that's <clears throat> spoken about is because of the weird Louis Theroux thing, and then <coughs> showing the clothes all. Pressed and ironed in the cupboard. Well, there was a story of when she died that he was alone in the room for three days or something. Oh, he, he said that in this, didn't he, as well? Right, is that right? Yeah, but, you know, who knows what the the real truth just, of it just is. Just going to town on her. Maybe. Uh, maybe. <laughs> maybe. 
Why, why would that? That wouldn't. No, no. Really? I mean, that doesn't stretch it the doesn't bounds of anymore, credulity no. to me. The guy's evil. He's fucked in the head. Ugh. Why wouldn't he do that? I think it's like, it's a weird. I don't know if it's like just the weird thrill of it for him. That's what I think. Uh, if he's a psychopath, remember. Yes. So, you know. Being able to get away with it. Well, a psychopath, low anxiety. So you don't feel excitement the same way. So in order to get that feeling, you have to do extreme things. Is that right for a psychopath? That's what I've read, yeah. Oh, no, I'm just... Because um, my automatic thinking of psychopath is just lack of empathy and that's it. But there are other components to psychopathy. I'm sure that's what Psychology. Read, yeah. So low in anxiety. Mm. And what was the other one? High in... Psychopathy? <laughs> right, so you need to push further and further to yeah, get so, a thrill. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, other people would say, there was something I watched about a, a serial killer, and they said that maybe, what did they say? Like, they, is it, he, like, killed an animal and then, like, came at the same time or something, yeah. and they made that association between killing something and sex as a child, and then that went on into... Adulthood, because that's a you know that's a, uh, so you know an abusive upbringing, uh, tortures animals, psychopath, uh, serial killer is the next step basically. That's it a rubs common, the lotion on its skin. Yeah, yeah. it's a common trope. But if yeah. you see someone fucking with animals, yeah, you need to keep an eye on them. Yeah, basically, They're probably a wrong and yeah. Mm-hmm. What's uh, what's your understanding of mimicking behavior with psychopaths? So allegedly they will they will mimic um other people's behavior so they will assume identity. So there's a there's a thing, isn't there, about Lucy is she called Lucy Letby? That oh, the, the nurse. The nurse who's been sent down <clears throat> currently. It's a live case this. She's appealing, apparently. <laughs> Good luck. Um so yeah, the, the the media's already done the job. Yeah. So um yeah, so like the mimicking thing is, you know, because they can't feel the same way as me and you. Again, you know, low anxiety, all the rest of it, no emotion, no empathy. Um, so they copy what other people do and they get really good at it, basically. That's at acting, yeah. basically. But there was an interesting thing, wasn't it? Isn't that what you said, where it showed her face? I don't know how true this is. It's in nonsense. And, she, <laughs> and like one side of it was higher than the other and that's because it was trying to mimic emotion, her face. But I don't know. That might be nonsense. I don't know. Well, that was um, it was a psychology professor, wasn't it? Who does that thing? He does that split face right. pattern recognition, doesn't it? I don't know. I didn't. I just I, I'm pretty sure it was from a legit guy. Legit bat. I mean, it could <laughs> st- the theory could still be bullshit. I don't know. Maybe. What do I know? Nothing. But exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know shit about fuck. I mean, I'm a totally not a gnostic. No. Right. Um, headphones are off. Ben's out yeah, of the I know. Wait, the, sun's going... g- the sun's getting low. Oh, yeah. oh, Sorry, I'm staying here all night. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Good luck, guys. Me and Ben are going. Um, <laughs> going before the things are thrown around the room. <laughs> Phil sets fire to himself. <sighs> throws molten. What's it called? Sistine Chapel. Citrine Chapel. 
Citronella. Citronella got, around the room. Several citronella candles on the go to keep the mozzies away. Mm. Because uh, we keep getting bitten. I don't get bitten. I have been there checking the chat. No. should be looking at this, really, shouldn't I? Probably. Uh, yeah, Sam, a lot more going on with that story. I'm sure you're talking about the Lucy Letby story. Yeah, I don't know what to make of that. I mean, hey. it was like reported for, well, it seems it was reported for years and they were made to apologize, weren't they? All these, the thing is about consultants, right? This is, this is the common misconception about the NHS. Luxury turtle, sorry to interrupt. Thanks for your super stickers. We really appreciate it. Evening. Thank you. Um, is that people think the doctors run the NHS and that's not true. It's the nurses run the NHS. Really? How do you mean? Because there's loads of them. That's right. what that's the biggest union as well, basically, in the NHS. Oh, right. So when you said run the NHS, I'm thinking boots on the ground. They, they're the ones who actually make things happen. Yeah. So because there's so many of them. So consultants are renowned for being arseholes and talking like shit to people, basically. High on psychopathy as well, Surge- oh, yeah. particularly surgeons. Obviously. Yeah. Um, that kind of, you know, those kinds of traits will help you climb that greasy ladder whilst, you know, never seeing your family. So. Yeah. Greasy pole. <laughs> greasy pole ladder. Oh, God. Um, so, you know, that you. That would uh, help you. But anyway, yeah. So, sorry, what I was saying is she com- they complained about the consultants and they, and it got waved away as, oh, you're bullying her, da, da, da. And because they, they, do, they are, you know, they're not very nice. Sometimes they're not very nice to people. Consultants. Particularly, yeah, I was going to say, particularly to people who think are um, uh, sort of uh, inferior yeah. On the stratigraphy of the occupational chain. Well, that's the thing. It's very yeah. stratified, yeah, the NHS. Of course, of course it is. Yeah. Have you not seen the... It's a the, massive organisation. It has to be. Have you seen the the uh, uh, <laughs> the Band 7 fridge uh, meme going around the internet? What's that? Two people have shown me that. So a band seven, So there's bands in the NHS. Oh, right. So this is like payment bands. Yeah, so it's like, I don't know what they are. Band 3... So if you five, started as a seven. nurse, you went to university to do nursing, you get your first job in the NHS, I think, you, would you be a band three? Band five. Band five. five. Mm-hmm. And the highest band is band nine, is it? I think it... Roughly? I think so. And then you get, like, the Chris, Chris Whitty bands. Well, there's, yeah, that's just, like, special bands. Yeah, yeah. Special banding. Con- you, management band is yeah, called you make management your own, pay. You, you, you negotiate, negotiate your own band. I'm yeah. going to be band X, and I want band Y payments. So there's this thing about being a band seven nurse, because you, you start, you know, they're like, you're almost like God on the board. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're like a sister above that, maybe, or something else and something else. Oh, she's a band seven. Really? Yeah. So what what's special about being a band seven? You just like you some lots of people get to be band six, but only a few people get to be band seven. And then there's a band eight, and there's an eight A B C. I thought that um, you went up due to years of service. So no, like... so within the banding there is also a band. <laughs> <laughs> a wheel within a wheel. So band five, I think, has five pay points in it, maybe right, four or okay. five. So you get some of them with years of service and then maybe you have to do another qualification yes. or something. So my right. banding, I've got th- 
three pay points on mine. Wow. Okay. Are you band seven? I am band seven. Oh. <laughs> when, when will you be God? Uh, I already am God. I walk the halls of online CVT. <laughs> Rattling the chains. Yeah. <laughs> Doling out wisdom. Bring out your crazy. Mm. I'm not, but I don't work, I don't work in the NHS anymore. I work for a private company because, you know. Why? Money? <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, no, so can we work remote full time, basically. That's why the, the NHS won't allow you to do that. Paying conditions. Why wouldn't you? No, so you have to do at least. So the the one in London was like one day. If you want, if you want a permanent contract, they would say you have, you, they'd have to come into London one day a week. Nasa, and then like the local ones, you know, they don't. They just don't. They don't. They don't entertain working from home. They don't they entertain don't pay pay, paying me more than what I'm worth. So I right. don't go there. Yeah. Well, that's fair enough. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's a growth industry, isn't it? Mental health. Yeah, I mean, like... if you can think back like 10 years, <coughs> nope. there was sort of no <laughs> conversation around mental health or, you know, all these uh, conditions that are, people get diagnosed with these days, and children particularly. Come on, lad, chin up. That's what we got 10 years ago. Yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah. There is a little bit of something about um, be, it being known what this is. Or you, or what it could be characterized as, and then people thinking that there's something seriously wrong with them. They've turned oh, into an of, industry, but really, but you know, you're, you're just a bit sad, you know. And life, life involves suffering, unfortunately. Yep, that's the thing. I think uh, people are eager to put labels on themselves or their children, which is quite disturbing. Because you mm. you know, then you'll get. You would get a, a bit of a bonus then, or some social, some social points. You know, well, my child is neurodiverse. My child is autistic. He's on the spectrum. Uh, she's trans. Whatever. And it's like it's just a kid. Just let him fucking grow up for fuck's sake. Mm. Without labeling them with all this shit, all this baggage that they don't yeah. need. Life's hard enough for a teenager mm. without being labeled with all this shit. Yeah. I had to take my kid, my oldest kid, to Sports Direct this week. Why? For Bug. some th- threads. <laughs> threads. Some threads. Some serious threads. What for? Because he's at that age now. Where he wants labels. Where? And I want Adidas. <laughs> That's what he said. Yeah. He looked you in the eye and went, I want Adidas. Not as seriously as I've done it, but the connotation is there. If you don't fit in, you're yeah, going to get ribbed. You will, yeah. You're going to get the shit ripped out of you. Especially when you're sending him in with his Pokemon. <laughs> his black, plain drama pants. <laughs> yes. His drama uniform. Well, he's got to have an Adidas label on it. No, it's it's a case of he wants to fit in. Mm-hmm. All the other kids are wearing Nike and Adidas and all the rest. So he wants some Adidas if you stand, pants. If you stand out, you're a target. You're a tard. A target on a tard. Well, I they'll, know, they'll yeah, you're right. They'll call you a Todd. I know. Do we true. not remember from our own childhood? Yeah. I am agreeing to, with you. It was always the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, 140 quid at Sports <laughs> Direct for a couple of tracksuits and a training top. And be a leader, not a follower. Have some pony trousers. <laughs> Grow a beard. Yeah, good luck. Absolutely. Grow a beard. Get your plain drama pants on. <laughs> <laughs> Put your fucking tweed on. I want uh, some drama pants. Being a teenager is hard enough. Without 
having to deal with shit like that. Tell me about it. Without even... I mean, it's hard enough for him that he doesn't have a phone when every other of the parents has caved in and given them all smartphones. Mm. You are so cruel. (laughs) Gotta be cruel to be kind, Ben. Ain't it the way? I know what's good for him, and he doesn't. (laughs) You know? Remember that, son? (laughs) Do you remember remember being 10? I'd just be playing Mortal Kombat 2 all day and all night. That was an 18-rated game, I believe. Yeah, my mum and dad bought it for me. Yeah, I got it. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, uh, it's hard. It's like, what do you, sometimes you just don't know what to do for the best with your own kids. Mm. You don't know if you're making a mistake, making life harder for them, or doing the right thing. It's like, uh, there's no guidebook that comes with a newly born child. Wow. And uh, so I don't know. I don't know. You've got to fudge your way through, haven't you? Yeah. Mm. Who knows? No one. Oh, man alive. Right, well, it's 11 o'clock, so... You're fucking off. I'm going. Are you staying? (laughs) I'm staying. Right, okay. I'll stay. Oh, thanks for joining us, everyone. uh, Thank everyone who's uh, phoned in. Yeah. Helen and Hogdam Munch. Yeah, we got three or four. Uh, Or five. We'll probably do this again. Jacob. This could be a regular thing. I think we should do it at Christmas. Okay. A Christmas special should be a Christmas special phone in. Oh my God! Someone else is ringing now. Fuck! Oh, you'll have to ring back in five minutes. Oh, Phil's having gone. a fag now. Well, you're going, aren't you? Yeah. It probably won't work on the phone. I call out. Ooh. Oh, try again, caller. You're dead, caller. You're dead. Not working. That's strange. Very strange. Oh, I've got it muted, that's why. <laughs> we'll try again. Paul, try you again were muted. Now. Try again. Oh, God, it's uh, Helen again. It's... <laughs> Helen, leaves alone. <laughs> no, it's totally... No, the Bluetooth channel is totally fucked. <laughs> yeah, it's fucked, mate. Sorry about that. Fact. We'll... Uh... You'll have to ring us on Skype if you want to talk to yeah, us. Ring we'll us have on to Skype. hang up because it's it's horrific. Bye. Yeah, enjoy the uh, the mental stylings of uh, Phil. It's, oh, it's going to get dark. <laughs> oh, <laughs>